11th pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the New York Jets select Makai Becton. Fighting through contact, fighting through offensive line, beating the double team, multiple moves stacked into one. Just a play of pure domination. This is actual film, this is actual football talk. It's a football show, we're supposed to football, not storylines. And you are listening to another edition, the 49th edition of Blue It Splits. Uh, coming out a little bit with, uh, late this week in some personal news, trying to close on a house. So uh, I apologize for coming out a day or two later than it usually does. Um, 61, 62-ish type plays of of, um, of the Shets game against the Dolphins. Again, some young guys playing pretty well, which is, which is exciting. So we'll focus heavily on those guys. Five games left. I'm super excited. Uh, this is a big game against the Raiders because the Raiders suck on the East Coast later in the year. So, yeah, I hope that they lose um, this game. Again, this is for my personal, uh, you know, wanting the tank, which I think 90% of Jets fans want that tank at this point and realize that it's the best for the overall future of the of the franchise. Um, but you got the Raiders. The Browns are a slight worry, but not really. They have a lot more talent on the team in, in general than the Jets. And then the, it's really this game. Not worried about the uh, winning against the Rams. Not worried uh, winning against the Seahawks. So it's really this game, a little bit of the Browns, and obviously the Patriots. I know for the strength of schedule, it kind of you, you want them to lose, but I want the Patriots. I'm rooting for the Patriots to win every week because I want them to be in a spot where they have to win Week 17. So I don't want the Patriots to lose and the Bill Belichick say, "Okay, well screw it, we're already out of the playoffs. I'm going to freaking play a bunch of backups and have a bunch of guys on who who are injured." Uh, in air quotes, um, and and sit them down and lose this game against the Jets and the Jets of you know in the most Jetsiest fashion ever uh, win Week 17 to get the second pick. If that was to happen, I I, I don't know what I would do. Like, listen, like if you if if they were to win this game, like you're farther away from the end goal, so it would hurt really bad. But it wouldn't hurt as bad as being one game from the end goal and then winning that or, or winning that last game. It would be absolutely brutal. So I could see some of the, you know, the Patriots doing that, Bill Belichick doing that, because obviously he doesn't want to play against Lawrence in his division for the next 10 years or whatever. I don't know how much longer he's going to coach, but regardless. Um, but like I said, five games left. Hold on a second. All right, and we're back. Of course, start the show. Fiance knocks on the door. Almost immediately. Fun. Um, where was I at? Five games left. Talking about that. Patriots. Freaking need to lose to them. Um, moving on to the housekeeper. To the rest of the housekeeping. Uh, two reviews this week. Two five stars. Appreciate that. Again, drop those reviews. It takes literally five seconds. It helps me out a lot. Uh, get out to you know, the popular uh, podcast charts and all this stuff. And then, you know, it gets out to more people, more listeners. Obviously helps me, helps the website. I got to get emails like the 42nd best football podcast in New Zealand. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Um, but let's go over the game. Again, going to run through it. Uh, even though I got 62 plays, so it's going to be a decent, decent show um, in terms of the length. But uh, we'll try to run through it relatively fast just because I'm recording right now at 6.16 on Friday. So by the time you listen to it, it might be freaking – by the time it gets downloaded, it might be 10.30, 11 o'clock at night. So – uh, then it has like a day and a half of shelf life. So I'm going to try to run through this relatively quickly. So I'm going to apologize if it seems like I'm rushing some plays because I am a little bit, um, but it's something that happens. Uh, this is not my full-time job. I wish it was. If it was, you'd get a ridiculous amount of content. Oh yeah, but something else in the uh, in the 
kind of to note, uh, the month just started. The first Monday of the month is coming up, which is about the seventh, I, I believe, is is the Monday. Um, the first Monday of every month, I do a live stream with Kyle Smith. It starts at six p.m. Usually goes until about eight thirty-nine. Um, so make sure you tune into that on YouTube. Go to Jets X Factor, Blue It's Blitz, whatever. Type it in. I'm sure you know how to find it by now. Um, comments. We'll we'll read all the comments below. We'll talk about the Jets and where they are right now. The you know, guys like Quinn Williams, Beckton, you know, Mims, Hall, like we'll talk about a lot of those guys. We'll take your questions. Uh, the call-ins didn't work last time. I don't know why. It was a technical issue. Hopefully it doesn't happen again. But uh, the, the time we did do call-ins, we had like six or seven of you guys call-ins. So that was freaking awesome. So I really want to hear you guys. Um, again, especially with the uh, the younger players playing a little bit better. It's a little bit more exciting. I know, obviously, being 0-11 is not exciting. But, you know, like I said before, at least Hall is playing well. And, and back then in Mims and Quinn and Williams, like imagine if those guys were playing poorly and they're 0-11, like what we, I would do like a 10-minute show and just and just sign off. So um, call on and talk about those guys. But going into the studs and duds, again, when the Jets lose, I start off with the duds. And uh, hopefully I'm going through the duds five more times this, this season. I, I know a lot of people will say, Oh, well, I really hope the Jets uh, beat the beat the Seahawks. My problem with that is you beat the Seahawks. Like, let's say even let's say the because a lot of people kind of preface that by saying, "I want to beat the Seahawks if the Jaguars win another game." Which, yeah, great, the Jaguars win another game, but then we're in the same spot. We're stressing every single game. I want that two game lead, and I want to lose every single game. Obviously, I would be like the. Beating the Seahawks just on its own would be nice because it's Jamal Adams. But at the same time, I don't want to beat the Seahawks and then the next three weeks of the season be worrying about, oh my God, they can't win another game. So if the Jaguars win again, win week 17, avoid the Omen 16, which I really don't care about as much as some other people do because it, it, you know hopefully it stains both Adam Gase's record and the Johnsons. I want the Johnsons to a certain extent to be embarrassed or at least Chris Johnson to be embarrassed a little bit and realize that the things you're doing are not working. So I'm fine with that standing the Jets. I don't care. People in 2027 or 25 or in, in 30 years and oh, remember that one time the Jets finished 0-16. Like if you can't handle that already as a Jets fan, you got some issues because we take enough shit. So an 0-16 season, it's not going to affect us very much. Let's be honest. The people who've been here for a little bit. Um and again, it leads to hopefully something uh, really positive in the future in, in Trevor Lawrence. Again, you know, a lot of people will ask about Fields. Fields would be the number one in some other classes, but he's not Trevor Lawrence. So let's get Trevor Lawrence. Uh, I've, I've heard the argument, oh, well, you know, no pick is guaranteed to, to, to finish well. Okay, you know, you could pick a good guy at one or pick a good guy at 16. Okay, so fuck it. Let's just trade down to, to the 30th pick every year. Then if that doesn't matter. Like obviously having the best pick, trusting your scouting staff um, to, t- to take the best guys is is what you want you're not gonna say oh well some guys some some guys in the sixth round like tom brady hit when guys in the first round like jake locker don't hit okay so let's just take quarterbacks in the sixth round you know screw lawrence let's take some random guy in the sixth round from from freaking uh central florida like okay what that's the dumbest argument i heard i've, I've heard that a couple of times it's it's really really stupid to say that you know why not just trade down every year then get a bunch of picks which to a certain extent works sometimes but other times it doesn't. Um, the duds again. I'm going to go through this pretty quickly. The third one, I didn't really, I didn't really record this because there's not a lot of show with missed tackles. Um, I put Basham in here. Uh, I noticed him a lot in terms of, and again, like guys like McDermott, guys like you know Pat Elfline played bad uh, poorly, but I'm not going to go over a ton of those guys either, just because like again, who who gives a shit? But uh, 
Basham, there's at least four or five, maybe six missed tackles or plays. I know there's at least three or four missed tackles, and there's like two missed plays that he had. So I think Basham actually played pretty damn poorly this game. I kept noticing him in a, in a, in a bad way. Maybe he made one or two impact plays in a positive way, but, in, but he made way too many bad plays for me. So he was my third dud of the game. Um, my second dud of the game, and you guys are know you guys know who are going to be first, unless or you you guys know who is going to be first, unless this is your first time listening. Which if it is, uh, coming onto the show week week eleven, uh, I'm not sure why, but hey, uh, I I appreciate any new listens. Again, I did did uh, the live stream with Jets Talk 24/7, so maybe you're from there. If you are, welcome. Um, but let's get into the film. Second one. Oh, I got I got to tell you who it is first. It'd probably be good. Um, Darnold, uh, 16 for 27, 197 yards, zero touchdowns, two interceptions. The first half, he really wasn't bad. The for even, you know, the first first quarter, second quarter, he was okay. Um, but then he started playing brutally. So again, for a guy who, for me, in the beginning of the season, needed to come in and show that he was undoubtedly the guy, and it could only have two, three, maybe four bad games this season um, to have, you know. There's not been one game I think that's been above average. I think the 49ers game was all right. I think the first game, half of this game was all right. But none of these games were up to the level that I, that I needed him to play at a consistent level. Like, I needed him to play like a top, you know, 15 guy um, multiple games this year. And I don't think he's played like that once this year. Um, and again, people, you know, the, the simplistic argument of, oh, well, look at who's around him. If you don't think I factored that stuff in, you're sadly mistaken. I don't just go to I don't just go to Google and type in 16 for 17. Oh my God, yeah, but look at his look at his offensive line. Like that's this is a film show. That's not what we do here. Um, so he's been disappointing. It's uh, un, undoubtedly disappointing. A, a decent first half followed up by ter- terrific or a terrible second half is not good enough. Um, some of the throws again that I will go over. I, I don't if he's if he's in a duds. I don't just go strictly strictly bad plays for him. I will show the good plays too. Um, and there was, and there were some good plays that that he that he made. Um, mesh concept right here, or sorry, not a mesh concept, just a levels concept where you, where you have the you have the jerk route with the uh, with the deep over. So it's a you know a short read, intermediate read. You're hoping that that this uh, jerk route sucks up two guys like it does, and then you're hoping that if it is man coverage, which it is, it looks like it's a cover one hole, um, that he gets inside leverage and he and he carries and these guys sit down on him. Good call versus man. Donald sees that these two that these two um, d- defenders are matching the jerk route. Realizes he is a window. He anticipates that window. So good anticipation here. Again, he's going to throw the ball. He is you know four you know three four yards um, in terms of that horizontal relationship to this defender. So if this defender um, wanted to, could he have dropped back and picked this ball off? Yes, but Donald's reading hips and reading their bodies. So if he's running this way and his hips are open to that way, it's gonna be a lot harder to get back. So good anticipation of that window. Hits him. Catch by Crowder and obviously run. So good job there anticipating that, reading that. Can't really see the feet, but it looks like he had to step in the bucket again. He he always his footwork's never gonna be great. But good hit. McGovern. I said McGovern block here. Um really quick uh pickup of this of this uh of this stunt right there. I, I do I do like that block from McGovern. Again, I think he's been a little bit disappointing overall. Um, he started the season much more poorly. I think the last couple of games he's definitely ticked up. And, we, and even when he's playing poorly in the beginning of the season, he does show some flashes. So I do think he will be the starter in the future for the Jets. And again, his trajectory to me is pointed upwards. So that's a, that's a positive. Uh, but a really good job just just feeling out this this stunt where he um, feels him kind of being the the picker 
stays square to the line of scrimmage, gets his right hand in there, keeps his eyes up, which you're going to see, keeps his eyes up. And as soon as he kind of feels him trying to cross his face to, to pick, he, uh, he obviously plays long, cross shove. Again, we just shove him to the top of the body, keeping your hips square. So he cross shoves him, stuffs him to the, to the right guard, whatever you want to call it. Um, eyes up, drops his post. This is the post foot. This is the kick foot. He drops the post, and now the, now the kick becomes a post, and the, and the post becomes a kick. Drops his post, and squares up the rusher, stays with him. Donald finds Crowder, boom, hits him. Good. Good play overall by by those couple of guys. Um, let's see the next. I always got to set up my windows first. I always I always screwed up. It's like you, so you got to be able to click on multiple things to get it up. Then in the next to make it smooth. Um, I never set up before the show, but I'm just setting up up my windows. Um, next play from Donald. Play six is Perriman Wolf concept. Okay. Hmm. Hmm. You're gonna have the deeper, the deeper uh, corner, and then the and then the out, out corner. I call that a wolf concept. It's a smash variation with the uh, intermediate and the deep read here. So it's a little bit of like an ex- not an extended smash concept. But it's a little bit deeper than a, than a typical smash concept is, but it's the same type of read. Um, the dolphins play in man coverage. Um, they're all playing at the same level, which is which is kind of interesting. You you typically don't want that in man coverage because you have guys running into each other. Um, but it looks like you have you have first in, first out, and then uh, and then he sits on who, whoever else goes first, or second in, second out. And then it looks like whoever they're going to pass off whoever goes into the into the middle because there's two guys dropping into coverage, which it, they could have been in man coverage. Maybe it was man, man, and a hole. That's what it looks like it might have been. Regardless, um, good job by Donald again. Just just anticipating the window and seeing where he could throw the ball. Um, obviously, with him running the out, these two guys on this level, um, they're matching him. Or this is basically just reading their leverage and where they are. He knows that even if this guy is is going to um, get more depth, that he can fit this this into this window. And if he can't, that's an issue. But uh, he has the leverage. If if he was if he was cutting this short to like an out route and he was trying to meet him to that out route, then yeah, it's a problem. But with a corner, obviously he's going to continue to run vertically, so you don't have to worry about a guy who's necessarily underneath him if you trust your arm. Um, he runs that corner, hits him, and Perryman another big gain. And again, Perryman is a guy who, if you've been watching the show for a while, I hyped up more than in the off season. So it was so annoying hearing the the. Oh, only played five good games, and oh, he's 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 a he's a bust of a signing. I think if Perryman's healthy, he's a solid uh, starter. Like a, whether it be number three, number two, I th- if when he's playing, he's solid. Like I think he could be a receiver who's consistently targeted, and getting a thousand yards a season. I could I could get I could, I could see that. But the problem with him is health. So I think you bring back Perryman, incentive lays contract. But when he's healthy. He's producing. You've seen that the last five, you know, four or five games. And even in the beginning of the season when he wasn't targeted um, or he was missed, it was because of the system or the quarterback. Again, the Bills game, everybody talks about, you know, that was like right after week one, like, oh my God, look, he only had like 40 yards. What a bad game. But again, he hit, I, I bring that example all the time because for those stats people out there, okay, well, 40 yards, but if, if you know, could you do your easy Google search? 
but if he was to get if he was to get hit on that throw, because again, it wasn't his fault. He didn't drop it. It was Darnold who missed him. Now you're looking at a game instead of four catches, forty yards, or whatever it was. Again, I you know forget exactly what the stats were. Now it's now it's five catches for seventy five yards. Now you're like, okay, you know, seventy five yards. You know, times that by by uh, by eight. Okay, that's you know whatever a thousand and twenty five yards. A good season. But just be, just but just because you know of the result you're forgetting the process so he got opened again that's why i'm so much more uh, process over result because it's not his fault that donald missed him again now with tampa it wasn't his fault that he was the fourth he was a fourth read it wasn't his fault that Jameis winston missed him deep you know all these things are not his fault so those are you could tell the people who just like to type in stats and not watch when they're when they when they have storylines like that and it's annoying because that's 95 percent of people let's be honest if not more so Good job by Darnold seeing he's open on the out or on the corner. Um, Primer gets a pretty easy easy release here because this guy is playing so far inside. Opens up. He never get up. He never uh, challenges the stem or anything like that. Uh, if you're not going to get hands on Primer, stack him um, or be cheating over the top a little bit, then have fun because he is again two fifteen, you know, ish uh, six two four legit four, high four three low four four speed. Uh, you're not gonna you're not gonna. I uh, want to give him that much space. So um, good throw, good catch by by Perriman. Moving on to the next play. Um, Donald, no chance. And again, I'll bring up these plays too. If you think I'm being unfair to Donald, there are plays where he gets absolutely destroyed where um, he really has no chance. So they get blitzed here. Now, again, who sets who sets the, the protections? Um, who does not? You know, uh, that could be an issue. Obviously, the Dolphins being so blitz heavy. Um, having six guys, seven guys near the line, you want to have quick checkdowns. Maybe you even want um, the offensive line to slide down because, again, you have you have the offensive line to the right sliding to the right, but now you have two guys versus two with this guy pressing towards the A-gap, so nobody's going to pick this guy up. Um, the running back releases immediately, so he can't pick anybody up. So um, is it a problem with the protection? Is it a problem with Darnold? Is it a, you know, there's so many things that can be going on here. Um, McGovern obviously picks up the guy that has run on his face, but if they were slotting to the to the left, that then you'd you'd pass him off to Van Roten and then pick him up. So what what's the problem? It's hard to know exactly without without having the the calls. Um, but two guys get in, and again, nobody really um, gets open. Now, could he have forced this, you know, to him? Maybe, but you look at the you know who who was open. There's really nobody here right off the bat that's open. So he's not putting a good spot right here. He gets sacked. You know, I'm not going to kill Donald for that. It's just like I'm not going. There's no way. And again, I don't know how they don't change his protection, especially with him pressing the A-gap and two guys out here. You know, he looks like he's, it's a DB. Like, what is he doing? He's it, Could he be in man coverage on the running back and, you know, take like an exit angle to get out on the running back to the flat? Yeah, maybe, but you have to account for him, you know, especially with all the blitzes that Flores does and he's never accounted for, easy sack. It doesn't get much easier than that for the defense. So what's going on there? Um, you know, hard to tell, but it's an issue. That's pretty clear. Uh, throw Mims catch. Okay. Mims is on the bottom. Right. Yeah, he runs the dig. Uh, I want to see the dig a little bit more um, explosive. It's not. The, it's definitely not the sharpest cut for me from from him. Obviously, again on the bottom. Uh, stems him shoulders down. I like that. I don't like the the break. Again, he starts the break at the 32 and rounds it out to the – sorry, not the 32, 37 and rounds it out to the 43. So definitely could see a sharper um, break from him. I want to see that this 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 break step right here 
be a little bit more forceful. It's not like a true square cut where he's going to stop, step, break, and then cut in. Uh, it's more of like a speed cut inside. Um, speed cuts can be outside. People always talk about, oh, speed outs. You can have you can have it speed in. It's it's just not taking that 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 stop step. So breaks. Again, I want to see a little bit more forceful. I, I want to see him drop into that a little bit more, not lunge for it as much. Or he doesn't really lunge. He kind of more hops into that. He's got hop. I don't want to see that. I do want to see it a little bit more, uh, not as rounded off, but comes back to the ball. Again, look at that extension, the body control that he has catches the ball at the high point. And again, when you're doing this, you're not catching the ball into your body. You're jumping towards it and attacking at its highest point. Now you're boxing, you think of like a rebound, you know, you're boxing out the, the DB. Now he's behind you. Unless he has long uh, arms are longer than you. It's a play through your arms. It's almost impossible when people high point the ball, if they have good hands to, to beat them like this, there's, there's almost, it's almost, an, it's nearly impossible for the db unless unless he had better leverage but if, if if his if his you know um literally his ass is in your face how are you going to get to this ball unless you're mr fantastic and you have arms that can stretch 30 feet like there's just no way so a really good catch by mims attacking that ball for sure the break it a little bit a little bit sharper um in terms of Donald, it's something again. I don't know if this is coaching i don't know if this is Donald. um what it what it may be um people tend to to cut their play action short when they're expecting pressure, but Donald always cuts it short no matter what the situation is. Um, so the play action fakes are never sold well. This is not beating. That's not selling high, good high school players. It's not. That's, 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 he's two yards short of them. That did not look like a play action at all. What's the point? Um, I get it a little bit just in terms of like the, the running back. I mean, the offensive line's action, which can suck up the linebacker just as much as the quarterback does, but or the, the, the quarterback's fake, but Regardless, you still want the, the 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 fake to be a little bit better. Decent mechanics, spiral, high point, really good catch by Mims. He's first goal games, man. You got to be excited for Mims. Um, let's see. Moving on. Twenty-five. All right, Miss Crowder. Let's see. Shotgun. So this is the play that was talked about a lot on Twitter. Uh, just to go through this quickly, you have these two guys um, sucking in the coverage. It looks like this is... Some have a cover one look where they like double guard the flats. It's an interesting look. Um, from the we have we have man man he he comes out to the flat and then one of these guys comes out to the flat too so um it's a different type of cover one look but it is cover one you have these two guys suck in the coverage you have uh crowder who works from the backfield right here and runs a wheel route behind these guys sucking in that coverage um now obviously crowder crosses the face this is a terrible play by the defensive back right there because he comes down way too hard right there um, especially if a guy under underneath, if he does throw the flat, this guy will get to that flat and make the tackle. And if not, you can you can rally and make the tackle. If you never want to get beat deep, he gets beat deep. Terrible play by the DB. Um, and the whole play was okay. Well, you know, Donald's looking that way. Not why not throw this ball? And I will be fair. Like I said, like the, the Bills game, the Colts game. Like there are times where he definitely misses guys that he's seeing, or he just doesn't throw the ball. The Broncos game. There's plenty of examples of it. Um, but this is a play where it's almost. Uh, if I had to bet on it, I would say that he does. He he looks off Crowder about right here, probably about right. Uh, I remember looking at the, the. I always look by the tackles. Like where are the defensive linemen when he's looking off? So, if you look at when, and I'll tell you specifically when you look at um, 
this this defensive end versus Becton, you can almost tell um, when Crowder, like when you should be able to tell Crowder's open, and it's about now, about here, and this guy's about <clears throat> at the 39-yard line, right? And it's not definitely here, but by that point, he's, he's more towards the 38, and you'll see from the other view that his helmet just comes off before that. Again, sees nothing open. <clears throat> uh, and, the, and the funny thing was, too, about this, like, this guy tries to trip him up, and then it looks like he dives for the first down, and they're like, oh, he gave himself up. Like, no, I don't think he gave himself up. I think he was um, trying to dive for more yardage. But, again, drops back, reads middle, reads left, reads left, reads left. Now do you see his head start turning right there? Just look at Donald's head. Do you see his head start turning here? He's not looking to the left anymore. And look where this guy is at the 49-yard line, right? So he starts turning his head about, I would say, there. 49-yard line. And now if you go back to the first few, this is how you have to do it a million times when you're watching film. This guy's at the 49-yard line, so it's like right there. Like, so maybe he came off that read a little bit too soon, but it was like a bang-bang play. So people like were acting like, oh, my God, well, he was looking at him right here, and he didn't hit him. That's not the case. It, he looked off at about here. So should he have stayed on that read longer? Should it, you know, ideally does he hit him? Yes, but I'm not going to kill him on that play because I th- it was stuff like that happens. So that, those are things I account for. Um, I don't want to be unfair to the kid. I, I do want to criticize him fairly. Moving on. Donald Force. Okay. Another gun set. A lot of gun sets. Another cover one look. Again, Donald, like he, I like the fact that he tried that he tried to throw the ball deep down the field more. Um, but I would just like to see him, especially with this tight of coverage and you having to throw over the top and this defensive back um, being leveraged more over top of that. I'll like to see him hold on to the ball a little bit more and check some other reads because if he if he were to, um, you have Mims who this guy is breaking more towards the flat. They're really trying to take away the short stuff at the beginning of the game, it seemed like. Um, even if this guy was to try to match him to this point, I think Mims is going to get past him. And Mims, again, it's a little bit more, it's a little bit different when, okay, well, he, he breaks to the sideline now after he throws the ball, but it looks like he was regardless. Um, so Mims is open right there. So I don't want to see him force this ball because you're throwing it to double coverage. That's that's a that's a risky play. It's a little bit too risky for my blood, um, but I don't see what, how Mims even swipes. Yeah, again, because like even here, like he's his this DB is angling off outside, not angling off, but, he, but he's he's flattening out towards the sideline. So I'm not sure exactly why that happens and why they're playing the flat so hard with these defensive backs. I don't necessarily love that. Um, but Mims is going to come open again. He throws the ball relatively early, forces it. Good, uh, good route by by Perryman in terms of um, obviously selling deep stutter, and then he has room. So if you are if you are going to throw it, you you want to throw it more towards the sideline and outside because you're throwing away from his leverage and you're throwing away from the guy outside. He puts a little bit too far inside, um, and oh, again, almost a pick. So you start to double coverage for what was almost the pick, and the reason it wasn't is because it looks like Perryman's hand just hits it right there right there that's why he drops it so thank god Perryman just tipped that because that would have been another pick and a three pick game now for Darnold um because he forced into double coverage that's that's a that's a force you know 
I can't do that. Um, I think I had the other view too, where you know the offensive line he could have he could have stepped up into it, but he did not. I got about seven more plays at Donald. Thirty-six, Donald Bale. What the hell is this labeled? Donald Bale, INT Mims. Oh, okay. Another Trey Trips set stack. You know, not, well, it's not a stack. I don't go crazy into formations. Blanking on what I usually call that. I don't know why, but that's what happens when you do two, three hour podcasts. I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get through this, especially these next five weeks. Like I, I, I want to highlight the young guys and stuff like that. But if the, am I really going to be like, oh, trips versus Trey versus versus Y flex versus uh, Y trips? Like Y trips, he's flexed out, or if the trips is a part of the of the Y tight end, like all this stuff. But Donald again rolls out. Um, could he have stepped up here? I, I think so. Um, and if he is reading the middle of the field when he does bail. Obviously, this guy's getting carried by the linebacker, whoever this is, defensive back. Mims gets inside, and Mims is wide open, cutting across the field, but Donald does not see him, and he rolls out. If he, now, again, if he were not, not be so shaky in the pocket, here, this is a relatively clean pocket. You know, it's a little bit shallow, um, but he could step up, and if he was to look to Mims, then he, then, he, then he hits Mims, and then Mims catches the ball and most likely runs for a couple of yards, um, but he, he bails out. He does that too too often. Um, sees Crowder breaking back towards him. He think he thinks Crowder, based on his leverage, is going to continue inside. Crowder thinks he's going to run along the sideline again. There's a guy over top, guy inside, so he's going to try to run to the sideline, catch the ball. Um, Donald tries to lead him. Him and Crowder all on, on the same page. Force interception because he bailed out of the pocket too early, and he expected Crowder to do something that he did not. Again, not a good play. Um, is it as bad as some of the other interceptions or the other one he throws in this game? No, because he expected Crowder to cut across the middle. But again, he he tends to lock onto his reads. You can see his you can see his eyes to the right the entire time. Right, 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 right. Feels a little bit of pressure from the edge right here, and he could step up, but he he doesn't trust. He, he you know he's he's shook from his offensive line in his early years. He he's always going to go to the outside, never step up in the pocket. Like he rarely steps up in the pocket like that, or not as much as you want him to. But again, if he does. Pretty clean pocket, a little bit murky, but clean enough to you know continue to keep your eyes where they should be instead of limiting to a half you know to half the field. Mims is open. Again, expects Crowder to cut across the middle or cut across the middle, and he doesn't, and it's a force again because he sees this, he sees Crowder you know angling here, so he tries to lead him in front of this defensive back, and Crowder goes to the sideline. So, is it brutal? No. Is it still bad? Yes. More because of the bailing out and not seeing Bims open on the on the over. Um, yeah. Moving on. Forty, forty-four, forty-five. Okay, see if I can remember that. Probably not. I always try to remember multiple plays when I start talking. I forget what the next play is. Maybe I'll try to get four in a row throw short third and three again this is just like him like these are things i do not like so he's reading he's reading man coverage before the snap he knows that this guy that this running back is running underneath the formation on a swing route and he notices the man coverage so he's just going to try to throw it to the to the running back to try to get him some yak but um 
that shouldn't be like your the, the thing you automatically want to hit. Like I, I get that it's man coverage, but again, if it's man coverage, why don't you, why don't you check your mesh first? You know, mesh. Again, third and three, they have to get to the, you know, what is this? The 44-yard the line, let's say. And again, to check the man coverage immediately, look at if anybody's sitting over here, noticing it's, it's man and I'm trying to throw it to a running back who's going to get yak instead of reading the mesh real quick and then looking to your running back, which should be more of your check down. Um, he just sees a running back open and wants to hit him. Instead, you have, you have Mims right here who stretch releases versus uh, um, 25 is Howard, right? I think it's Howard. Stretch release, patience, swipes at the arms, gets inside. Again, they had to get to the to the to the about well, d- definitely the forty five was the first down. Is this opening the NFL? Yes, it is for Mims, especially with his hands and his body control and stuff like that. Could you lead Mims right here for a first down? Undoubtedly, you could. But again, he just immediately goes to the, to the running back, and even even Herndon like a, this is not as clean of a throw because it's a little bit more tight. But check your mesh first. Short of the sticks, third and three, he gets tackled. The Jets punt. I believe they punt right there. They they might have they might have no that, that's not the play I'm thinking about. But too quick to check down right there or hit the flat. If he was completely beat, if they if like one of those mesh if if it was like one of those mesh concepts where it's like a natural rub, then yeah. But it's not like the linebacker ran into anybody. So Donald forced Mims catch Mims near near catch. I put force with a question mark. So play action. I would say this is a force. <laughs> Again, you have Mims on the deep post. Again, a little bit of pressure in the pocket, especially you know guys like guys like Elflon and McDermott are terrible. Um, the, the 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 offensive line was not good this game in terms of because those guys really brought them down. But overall, um, they were not terrible. Like they weren't as bad as his line this year. But again, you're stepping up in the pocket, and this is what you're throwing. You're throwing it inside. Yeah. He's in trail, but you have a safety coming over the top. So you're completely just for you're forcing this ball. You're just, you're just chucking it up to chuck it up. What down it? What down is it? Um, looks like it might be third, but again, don't necessarily want to see this. Now it is later in the game, so I'm not going to kill him as much because he is trying to make something happen, and the, the pocket is a little bit murky. So he does have to he does have to step up and and try to get something off because this, these guys are closing in on him. There's really not much open, so a little bit of force again. That's why I put a question mark. It's not the mo- it's not the most terrible decision, but not ideal. A little bit better of a play action fake. Still pulls it pretty short. Um, Greg Van Roden has struggled a little bit more of these last few games. Um, he lets up a pressure right here. Gets his feet locked a little bit, hands swiped, and he really, cha- he really chases this guy. But again, he, he commits a little bit too much to the middle right there. His feet get locked, reaching for contact. Hands get swiped. And again, when you're reaching for contact with two hands like that, your hands get swiped. Now your hips are locked. So his hips get locked. And he ends up chasing the guy who gets past him. The linebacker is faster. Donald steps up and away from it. Chucks it deep. Mims, these are catches he's going to come down with in the future, I believe. Like, he's he's a freak. Almost catches this ball. Again, jumps up, and it's a little bit behind him. So he tries to, he has to, try to catch the ball like this. Um, maybe would have if it comes into his chest and, and Howard doesn't get the, the deflection on this. But really close catch for Mims. Again, body control almost brings in. This is a catch maybe at the end of the year or or – you know, in the future of Mims, you know, he's, he's a freak like that. Like he's in a start, he, he will catch this stuff. 
Now, maybe it's more of like a 50-50 thing. You don't see guys catch this all the time, whether it be Hopkins, whoever it is. They're not going to catch this ball all the time in double coverage, but Mims is that dude. He, he, it's, he's going to come down with that sometimes, in my opinion. Um, 55 miss Mims deep or 45 miss Mims deep. All right. So, again, deep you have a, you have, a, you have an overs concept, deep mesh. I call this more of an overs um, mesh. It'd be deep mesh if these guys were the, the two most tightest splits. But when it's the guys over the outside splits, run a run a mesh concept, but deep. It's, I call that a overs. So, overs concept right here from from Mims and Perryman. Um, Mims is you know, open relatively again in the NFL, this is open. Um, I don't like, I don't know if Mims is gassed or not because this is the next play after the deep shot, I believe, or, or a couple plays after it. I think it might be the play after it, so that this is probably third down. Um, I don't, Mims kind of, he doesn't finish his route right here and Darnold overthrows him. So again, this is one where you can go, okay, well, is this Darnold or was this Mims? Um, if you look at like Mims, like he does, he does gear down a little bit. And again, now the, now the ball is too far in front of him. Let's see if you can have it from Mims view. Like a split release, he's in press. He's in press now. Again, if you're going to like split release like this, it's if this guy's in press, you're going backwards a little bit because if you're inspecting, you know, heavy hands, um, you're not stepping up into those hands. You're stepping backwards, letting him shoot. Now you're going to deflect those hands. Um, so, split release. I like how he ducks the shoulder away from the contact. Doesn't give him his chest, so ducks away from it. And again, if you if you look at his body language, you see he's like not running full speed. It's overthrown. So did he expect him to, to move with more pace or was Mims just gas right here? You know, things to consider. Moving on. A couple more plays of Darnold. That's about it of Darnold. Um, 55. Darnold missed Perryman route. Perryman's the top, I believe, on this play. Yeah, he overthrows him. So Perman does a good job nine route. I don't. I think the 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 uh, the the release could have been a little bit better here from from Perryman. He uses he uses his hop step again, where this foot comes halfway, the back foot comes halfway up. Or no, sorry, this is not a hop step. It's like more of like a skip step. Yeah, I call this a skip. When when this when the back foot comes up your second step, but it only comes up halfway and you explode. I call that a skip step. If it was a hop step, it would be double off the, off of the up foot. Um, so skip step outside, but he doesn't really threaten the DB. Like the DB's hips are not really threatened here. So I do want to see him. Um, I do want to see him, you know, threaten the hips a little bit more, get on his toes a little bit more, but minus that gets outside, does go to hold his stem. And then he throws a stutter right here. Gears down, DB gears down because of it. You can see his hips open and start to look back to the quarterback. Um, so good, good sell on that. And look at that acceleration from Perryman, right there. You see that accel you see that acceleration? That that doesn't look like crazy, but that is good acceleration. But Donald overthrows him. Again, you're expecting him with that with that stutter to have outside and over top leverage. Just just lead him there. He leads him too far to the sideline. Ball goes out of bounds. So blocking, uh, you see back then he reaches a little bit with that left hand right here. 
but good job not not leaning too far into it. Again, if he's leaning too hard with his upper body, um, didn't have a good base, he'd get chopped and he'd probably fall down here because he does have heavy hands or heavier hands. But good job getting it chopped and then, and maintaining his balance and catching that guy. Donald's not pointed. Like you'd like to again, he's he's having issues when he's going through reads. You want to really point your shoulder and your hallway to your throw to to you where you're gonna throw the ball to be in good body position. Um, here he's throwing the ball outside and he's more pointed inside. Um, so his body's not completely in, in, in sync right here. Like his hallway is, is more correct, but his upper body is not in match with his hallway. So mechanics aren't great right there. They're not terrible, but they're not great. Let's see the lead foot. Lead foot's not bad either. Upper and lower body just aren't, aren't completely connected right there. Next play. Donald, no shot. Okay. Again, a play that I'm showing that he is kind of screwed from the start. Tons of guys in the box. Eight, eight in the box. Maybe you'd say seven if you don't consider him in the box, but eight near the line of scrimmage. Play action. Again, these are the plays that that Gase, again, when you you think you give them audibles and stuff like that, and you see all these guys in the line of scrimmage, um, maybe run some shorter route concepts because they've been blitzing the shit out of him. Especially not play action. Play action versus blitzes is not good because then it really shortens your time to, to read and get the ball out. So that's not good. You have deeper concepts. You have a, you have a post wheel and then whatever this is over the middle, I forget what it is. Just the seam route. So you have a blitz play action completely covered, completely covered, completely covered, and he gets sacked. This is not Donald's fault. This is play calling. This is a good example of bad play calling. First first down, they're clearly showing blitz. Run some shorter things over the middle. Give him, give him an easy outlet. Nothing open. There's nothing he could do right here. If he, throws the, if, he, if he tries to scramble out, he's getting sacked. If he throws the ball out of bounds or whatever, it's going to be intentional grounding. So this is a play where he's doomed. Again, is there some of that? For sure there is. I'm highlighting it. I, I'm, I don't hide this stuff but he also has played poorly, you know, by himself. Good blitz pick up from, uh, from, uh, what is this called? But, uh, Jesus, Frank Gore. As well as he can, but tons of blitzers. He gets sacked eventually. There's really, he really doesn't have a shot right there. Um, let's see. Do I have any more Donald plays? Okay. One more, one more Donald play. Play 59 of my recordings. This is this. Yeah, this is the interception. All right. Terrible interception. Yeah, this is, there's, there's really, there's not much to break down here. Um, you have Perryman from the top right here who, who runs the out route. You, you, he obviously gets mugged by one of the best DBs in the league. Stay square, gets his hands on. Great job playing it by the DB. He completely matches it. Donald tries to force it. DB's underneath right to his right to his face. It's right to the DB. Again, pretty clean pocket. You know, it's getting pressed in a little bit because because McDermott's trash. And this is what he's seeing. 
completely mugged. Now he maybe he's expecting him to get to the outside, but he's not. Like you can't just force this ball. You there might be like that five percent chance he gets outside. You can throw this ball, but then you, at that at that point you'd have to float it. You you can't throw it underneath on a line drive because that's what, if that guy turns his face, that's what it's going to be. So if you see this leverage and try to float it over the top on like third down, maybe I would get that, but. You, you can't throw a, you know, a laser underneath and look at his feet right here. Like look at his transitional footwork through reads is not good. This is not good mechanics. Again, left, you know, bounce, bounce, bounce. You go to the right hitch, turn your body, turn your hips, turn your hall, turn your hallway. He's going through reads and, and his feet are stuck in mud. This is not good throwing mechanics. His hips are completely locked. Boom, pick. That's, that's, that's inexcusable. That's not good. Um, and there's way too much of that in his game. It just is. Uh, Gase, my number one dud, as always. Um, I'm not going to go crazy on him because he's going to be gone in five weeks, so who really cares? Uh, the, he, he took his sweet time before the two-minute drill, before half, didn't like that. Uh, fourth and one, you run it up the middle versus stack box with Frank Gore, who will – choose the correct hole for the most part, but will not make guys miss. That's just not what he does. And you're running him versus stack box. Not a good, not a good uh, thing. Uh, interview after the game was brutal. Um, they called him out again. Everybody's heard us by now, but you know, Oh, well, you know, were you calling the plays? Okay. Well, Loggins didn't have a play sheet. And then Gates is like, Oh, well, you know, what are you, what are you talking about? Like, I, I call the first three plays um, of every drive. And they're like, okay, well, what about after those three plays? Oh, well, uh, you know, what are you, what are you talking about? Or, you know, like he, Again, I could bring up the transcript and all that shit, but we all know what happened already. He got called out. He had no, he had no, uh, nothing to back up his his claims of him not calling plays. Um, and they're like, oh well, at this point in the game, you know, you were you were you had a play sheet, and Loggins was talking to the to the offensive line coach, and you you had a headset and uh, headset on, and we're, and we're talking. And he's like, oh well, uh, we were trying to run some two minute stuff. It's like he he was just completely like he was, well, I you know. I, I run plays in a two minutes, uh, two minute drill, uh, you know, with eight minutes left in the third quarter, but only on third and, and, and six, but really sometimes second and four and only when it's man coverage, but then sometimes versus zone, like he was making no sense. It, it just did not make sense. He sounded like a fucking idiot. Sorry for the curse, but you know, he's, 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 he's an asshole. He, he completely lying. Just say, I took over play calling, but he keeps trying to blame it on people and stuff. He's just, a, he's a, he's a jerk. Um, and a, and a dumbass. So uh, two fumbles in Dolphins territory that led to absolutely nothing for the Jets. Um, running deep concepts versus, sta versus stacked uh, boxes that are showing blitz. Ran Gore 18 times, and he had another two or three catches. So, like, again, this is just, this is another arg stupid argument that, like, talk radio people do. Oh, well, my God, why are, why are the Jets running running the veterans so much? Why are the Jets? And you hear every freaking week. There, it's a real it, – it's a, it's a one-sentence answer. And then you could shut it down for the for the rest of the fucking the, sorry the rest of the year, but people just talk about the same crap over and over and over and over again. The reason is, Gase wants to win. That's it. Now, can you get into conversations about okay? Well, does Douglas have power over him to force him to play these guys? Uh, clearly not. I'm sure that Douglas wants to see P Ryan get more snaps, you know, and all this stuff. But people talk about it all the time. Well, why is he doing that? It's 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 a sentence answer. Gase wants to win, so stop asking the question. It's it's simple. Studs. Um, I put Marcus May at at uh, at third. I thought he played pretty well this game. Deep coverage. Some, he did some good things. Um, he had two plays that were really really good in there earlier in the game. I'll play them really quickly. Then we'll move on to the second stud. Um, he is deep right here. The again, sorry for the I dropped two f bombs, but it's 
it's frustrating to say the least. See some of the stupid storyline get talked about a thousand times. RPO, he runs the slant. They're in Tampa too. They get sucked up. He's the he's the Tampa defender, the uh, deep third, whatever you want to call him. Um, he's in two, but again, this is his only read. He reads the he reads the um, quarterback's eyes, the the mesh point. He sees the the uh, he sees the uh, RPO coming. Takes a good angle to the ball. He confirms it. Sees Fitzpatrick throwing it. He sees him in his peripheral. He's going to cut him off. Cuts him off. Pass deflection. And, of course, the broadcast like, oh, it's a drop. Well, no, it's not a drop. He was going to catch it with his body, which you want to seem to be a better job of um, catching it with his hands. It's in an awkward spot, though. I mean, when it's right around the hip area, it's a really weird spot to catch it um, overhand, underhand. But um, Marcus Smith does a good job reading it, cutting it off, getting his hand in. It's exactly what happens. It's a pass deflection for Marcus May. It was not a drop. So great play by Marcus May, reading that and, and exploding to, to cut off that that route. Uh, another play, uh, play I don't know if it's on the next play or not, but this uh, the next play I recorded. So again, play action. Jets all get sucked up. Again, I can't tell what the defense is here because if anybody can tell what this defense is here, maybe you can tell if it's zone or man. I'm not even going to look into that right now. Um, but there's just no way because they all got sucked up. Marcus May is clearly deep. He sees the play action. He sees this guy breaking out. Now, could Fitzpatrick hit him here? You know, maybe, but Fitzpatrick continues to roll out, tries to hit him. Marcus May, again, does a good job to not get too shallow. You don't want to see, you don't want to see him, you know, try to break ground to him um, and get shallow and then, and then the, you know, him catch the ball and run for a touchdown. So good job taking a smart, conserve, more conservative angle to cut him off. Because listen, if he catches the ball, you tackle him. That's it. But if you take, if you take, if you take two grabs of an angle, he catches the ball and then he runs for a touchdown. So um, good job taking a angle to the upfield shoulder, sees the ball coming, notices, you know, that he could undercut it. But again, Really good job to the upfield shoulder. You see, even once he breaks a little bit, he still tries to maintain his his leverage, or he tries to still maintain the upfield shoulder. Again, sees the ball coming now, realizes that it's a little bit more of a floater, can undercut it, dives, almost gets the interception. So again, good job by Marcus Mayer realizing that he's leaking out. Upfield shoulder, undercut, almost a pick. It hits him in the chest, actually. But really, really good job by Marcus Mayer right there, too. He thought the, the ball was probably a little bit wider than it was. Dives. Hits him in the... Right in the neck, <laughs> kind of, chest. Good play. Um, second stud of the game, I had Becton. Um, one pressure. He only allowed one pressure. The last game he allowed zero. So he is again, he's a top ten left tackle in the league already. Uh year year one. With some of the technical things that I that I do criticize him for. If he does fix those things, um definitely watch out. But he played a he played a pretty good game this game. There's some things he can clean up for sure. Um again in the run game is a little bit inconsistent in terms of trying to throw guys, not maintain leverage or not maintain contact. I want to see him fix that up. Um, he showed some more flashes of fixing that up in the Chargers game, but it's 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 spotty. Where at first it wasn't spotty, he kept trying to throw guys, and it was an issue. Not a huge issue, but an issue for me. Um, and he's been a little bit more consistent with not trying to just throw guys. So, back then block. Again, mid-outside zone. 
zero step that he that he likes to do. Again, you don't see that more. You don't you, you don't see that as much in the NFL. Um, you like people usually like to see more aggressive steps towards guys, but he did this at Louisville again. I didn't think he's doing as much in the NFL. He does zero step, stays square. Ninety two goes to stack him. He gets good leverage. He gets underneath of him. Tight looks like tighter elbows. Drives him outside. Maintains contact. He doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't load up and try to throw the guy again. I don't know if we have examples of that, but um, again, they make for a nice a nice Twitter highlight that some of these experts um, post every once in a while. But then they fail to post the plays where it doesn't work. So again, hands on. Runs him outside. Runs him outside. Runs him outside. And his knees eventually buckle because he's he's trying to work off of this instep. But again, this is where I talk about like the instep. And unless your knee is going to buckle, um, it's 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 a it's the most powerful you can be. But you could see he's like bending his leg and his ankle. So, um, really powerful driving to the outside. His knee buckles and he's on the turf. So good block by Beckton. Three, four, eleven. Okay. Back in block. Obviously, left tackle. Pin and pull. Full pin and pull. Pin, pin, pin. Pulls. Let's take the opposite of zone. In terms of rules. Pin and pull. He has to kick out the edge. 43 gets downhill a little bit. He gets hands on, gets his body um, up through this. Again, this is where I want to see him stop, but like launching a little bit. You see how he like tries to throw guys. You see this where he's extending like really through that and tries to push him off. And you see how this guy kind of like rolls off of it. Because like if you're going to throw a guy, like you need to have like 100% versus 100%. If you don't have like 80% of his body can roll off of it. This is where guys can spin out and maybe make a tackle. So I want to see that fixed. Like obviously he had the power here, but you don't want to see that again it makes for a great highlight at times but other times it lets guys get back in the play which he does get back in the play here actually i didn't realize he does he's a cleanup tackler but he still he gets in the tackle because he tries to throw him instead you know um staying more square not loading up getting your hands on get working off your insteps and running him outside there's a difference so this is a good but kind of a negative at the same time Play four. Oh, sorry. We did play. F did I do play four? Oh, no. Sorry. Okay. I don't know if I forgot play four in this, but play four or five. Now, this is a good block. Whole offensive lines um, slides to the right as they, they sell a play action. Beckton does a good job staying square. I guess I think 94 is Wilkins. Stay square. Lands his left hand, his his right hand inside, comes over the top of like that half moon punch to the to the to the right shoulder to to uh, contain. It's more of like a containment punch. Like now, if he's going to work against that way, now that hand switches, you know. Um, but you could shoot two hands inside. You could shoot two hands inside, but the only problem with shooting two hands inside, you shoot two hands inside, your hands get deflected. You know, um, they're a lot they're a lot closer together, so that they could control a lot of you with with one. Um, accurate punch where this is this, this this half moon punch as they call it is more of con to contain and to support your your hand that's into the chest outer pec wherever it may be but good job getting low 
working off his insteps, hands inside. There's he's not going to move. He's not moving them. You have Beckton. You have Beckton at this point with leverage. Have fun. There's there's just absolutely no way he's too strong. Donald forces it kind of again right there deep. Um. No, this is the play. So this is, and again, I'm not as energetic as I as I am on some shows, but this is the play where somebody who rhymes with small D will put up on on Twitter. And I just want you guys to like watch out for that stuff because um, people like that are the ultimate hype trains. Where I believe his 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 tweet said this game that there was there he it was whatever it said like a zero mistake game or a flawless game or it said something like mistake free. Um, he's like, and on this play, this is like, you just do is the, the voice, you know, oh, uh, Becton gets to the outside and he kicks this guy out. Look how powerful is he? He's snapping this guy's head back. Cause he's so strong. Like, look at that, look at that movement. But like, it takes like a second for you to just, just pause it. And, and again, I'm not being nitpicky, but it's just an annoying shit. I see where if, if the ref is looking at him, what happens here is that it's actually a legal hands to the face. So like, it's not snapping heads which was the quotes it's not it's not that he gets so you know he gets leverage and he gets under his pads and pushes him back so hard that he snaps his head back it's the fact that you could literally just take a quarter of a second to look at it and realize his hand is under the guy's face mask so it's actually an illegal place like does it's not it's not actually the best play um and it, it, this is you don't have to know about film or or coverages or you know half moon punches versus quarter turns and you're punching or or cuff techniques or kick steps. You don't have to know about notice about any of that stuff. You could see with your eyes that his hand is into his face mask. But then this comes up as people see this in, in fast motion. Oh, he's snapping heads back. Look at that play. Oh my god. Like it's so annoying to see that. Like, like put some effort into your reviews. And there are tons of great film guys out there. There really, really are. Brandon Thorne is one of them. But the guys that I'm talking about are, you know, what are you learning from from a from a hype train? That's all it is. Sorry, it's just for the film guys who watch. I'm sure there's a lot of guys out there who are film guys who who watch that and are like, what? Like, what are you talking about? Um, okay. Pass set. I got like four more plays at Beckton. Gets bold a little bit right here um, on the edge, but overall, good bend in his knees, drag hand again to to, to help out. Um, Elf line, because if there is penetration here, he can obviously help him with that with that drag hand. He'll feel it. He's not seeing it, but he can feel it. At a certain point, he has to commit to his block. Really, really good timing with that with that hand. Again, not reaching too far. A little bit of bend in the elbow, um, right into the outer pec. Gets hands on. Now this guy kind of try, tries a long arm and 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 fork that 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 punch. You'd like to see him maybe defeat his hand. You know, chop it down. Um, he doesn't. He just he he matches him. He maybe he maybe goes to defeat it right there, but it's a little bit too late. But he he stands him up. So I, I I like more of the drag hand, the squareness, the the base, the 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 kick slide, and the punch and the punch timing. I'd like to see him defeat that hand though a little bit earlier. Three. I think I have three more plays. It backed him. I think you guys can guess who my number one stud's going to be this game. By the way. 
Okay, good block here. I like this block. Zero step, not covering your ground. It really looks like a guy to kind of like define himself. I'm going to allow him to stay square if he's going to go to the outside. Now you have inside leverage. Over. If he's going to shoot inside, um, especially with more mid zones. If you have mid zone, he, you know, the, the, he is, his track is going to be um, to the inside hip or right onto the ass of Becton. So he's, he's reading this guy first. Now, if this guy knifes inside, he's going to read outside. If this guy comes outside, he's going to read inside. So with that zero step, if he knifes inside, okay, great. Block him inside. Keep him inside. See him inside. If he doesn't go outside, kick him outside. That's fine. So zero step gets hands on. Again, doesn't try to throw the guy. Maintains his contact. Runs through his hands. Runs him outside. Runs him outside. Runs him outside. Knee buckles again. So power. This is this is this is this is what I want to see. I don't want to see tossing. He maintain he maintains contact right here. Runs him outside. Completely moves him. Good job. 3256. Hopefully I remember 56. If not, I just deleted it off my off my queue. Becton lets up stuff. Oh. Okay, yeah. So this is it's a toss. Um so with this combo right here on the plot on the on the on the front side between him and the uh in a tight end, he's the high leg, as I say, he's the post. So he needs to make sure that, you know, well, obviously the high leg is just trying to stop this guy's momentum, 92 momentum, and he has to like scoop underneath of this and get outside leverage. Um, Becton works into him. He doesn't cover the gap. So I want to see Becton, whether it be, whether it be scooch, bucket and get outside, he, he needs to lose some ground uh, before he gains ground where he just goes kind of right towards him. And now he has that outside leverage with this guy's with this guy's block on the combo as a high leg. He wants to scoop underneath of him and then, and then maintain that outside leverage to cover the gap. He doesn't cover the gap. The guy works um, with his helmet outside where the running back's track is obviously and, and Adams runs outside, runs outside, runs outside, lets up the tackle. So he needs to do he needs to do a better job here. Again, in his flawless game where he made no mistakes. And again, I'm I'm I think I'm fair to everybody, but I'm not gonna say he made no mistakes this game. I, I think that's lazy, and I think that's irresponsible for for somebody who people trust. I do. But if if that's your game to hype up people, then that's your game. Cause this is a mistake. He's he's gotta he's gotta get outside leverage right here. So that's a run stuff that he let up. It is what it is. Fifty-six. Back in block. And this is the last play of Beckton. Then we get to our first stud. And we move on to the other guys. Yeah, again. Another another, another really good block from him. Balance, even steps. This uh the the uh, the post foot's following the kick step. He's he's pretty square. Um, his heels aren't really clicking. They're not clicking at all. Good job with that. Shoots his hand with good timing. He's not leaning too much into it. His arm is a little is is maybe a hundred percent straightened. You want it more like ninety five ninety. Um, but he shoots it with good timing. Power gets and he does that. He does that. He does that. Uh, that quarter turn where he's going to. Grab the shoulder pads and lock out. I believe that's what he does right here. Let's see. Because that's the most powerful position. Grab the shoulder pads. Yep. 
So you see that it has a more straight. And then once you lock out and get them closer, now you have them closer. Now you have them tighter, easier control. And when turning your thumbs to the outside, you have, you have better control. It locks your elbows in, locks the elbows in, turns it. Good leverage, good base. Completely shuts down the, the, the rush right there. And Jeff Smith makes next the, the first catch in three, four weeks, whatever it is. Um, first stud. Of the game, let's see. First out of the game, Quinn Williams, uh, easy. He he was dominant. He's been dominant. Um, the last two games have been his best of the year. Um, I, well, actually, I would say this game. I would say actually, the, I know I know statistically wise, he's been really good this game. But the 49ers game, the beginning of the year, was hard to beat too. That that game was the elite from him. But he's been, you know. Um, Really, really good. Just really, really good. That's all I got to say. Um, seven pressures, seven tackles, one and a half sacks, two tackle for losses. Um, that's it. Two pass deflections, I believe, too. I didn't put that in there, but um, fantastic game from from Quinn Williams. Uh, he's rounding out to what we thought he would be. Again, people thought he was a bust after his first year. That's on you. The tape does not lie. In, uh, it did not lie in Alabama. That's why I was so high on him, and I was talking him up so much because his film was elite in college. Elite. And he's 22 years old. That that film was elite in college, and that was his first year playing defensive tackle. He, he added like 30 pounds to play defensive tackle. He dominated. So coming to the NFL level, we was going to adjust a little bit at such a young age and so new to the interior defensive line position. Yes. And look what's happening now. Like he's 22 years old, and he's one of the best defensive tackles you know, top probably top five in the, so far this year, and especially the last couple of weeks, he's easily top five, top six, and he and he's this is his second year with on a team with not good coverage, with not good edge rushers. If he has good edge rushers and better coverage, watch out. This, this I think he's gonna be a guy who's gonna get ten plus sacks the next couple of years. I do. Again, right here, two eye tech, aggressive step up field. Notices that the center is obviously um, sliding to to get him or to block him. Plans his hands inside. Good leverage. Eyes still on the backfield. Sees that it's play action. And look at the... He has um, has a really good job right here, connecting the upper body and the lower body, matching his feet with his hands, where you obviously want to clear the hips. You want to get past his hips. You want to get past that level. So he stands him up. Looks like he, f- yeah, this is really good. Again, hands inside, torques him, which gets him off of his, off of his, ba- off of his, uh, um, kind of, he, he makes him unbalanced. Now, <clears throat> again, he's stacking him because he's not, he's not sure if it's a run right here. Sees the handle or sees the, the play action. Look at the, like, again, his technique in college was so great. And, and in the first year, it thought it looked like he was thinking a little bit too much, um, but now it's starting to come through. Where the game is definitely slowing down for him. Sees that it's not a run. Look at his right hand placement. Watch that. Watch the right hand. Elbow forks it up. Now, now the left hand, which is this this center's main point of contact, gets lifted up, and now he has no power. Now, after he lifts that up, up. Now he's in a crossover with his right foot. Pair with a rip. So really good technique right there. Rip. Hit the quarterback. Now again, look how quickly he wins. Maybe if this is a better if this is a better coverage unit, maybe this is a sack now. Now you're looking at six sacks instead of five sacks. Like that's what I'm saying. Process over results. Results suck. It's all about the process. I hate results. 
obviously with certain things, but the process is so much more important. Really, really good technique right there. Awesome play. Twenty-three forty. Split sack. One tech. Again, there's just some gap exchange. Um, he's hoping to pull the center. He's ho and this this blitzer, um, Jordan Jenkins, is hoping to pull this guard, and then he's going to loop around. That's that's the design of the. Um, Blitz. So he crosses the face. Center does a good job reading it. Um, Quillen's obviously you're not going to win every single rep right off the right off the bat. He gets his hand inside. Good job controlling. He's reading the quarterback. He's more of like a spy right now. He's trying to make his way to him. He sees the he sees Fitz trying to step up through the a gap. Drops his hips. Works off the instep. Pushes him by. Explodes laterally, makes a tackle. Again, just good job reading the quarterback. Good, good job reading the situation. That's a half sack from with uh, with I believe it's Jenkins, right? Q sack. So this is his one and a half sacks. We're going over that. He's the one tech right here. Again, and this is just this is a stunt. He's the picker in the stunt. He wants to carry the center. Again, carrying the center is really, really, uh, a move is really conducive to that because you're literally locking them. And then you want to carry him, hit the, hit the guard who is going to be um, looking at 91, which is Franklin Myers. Franklin Myers is going to loop through the A-gap. That's the design of this. Crosses the face, club, throws the rip, carries him. And then look how low he gets carrying him. Attacks the hip. Look how look how condensed he is right here. That's powerful. Right guard doesn't see him. He attacks the hip again, which is your center of mass. That's where you want to attack if you really want to move guys. Literally throws him out of the way. Right, to, and, he, and he takes him down for the sack. So great technique with the club rip. Condenses, pushes the right guard, really throws him out of the way, and then and then uh, continues on for the sack. And that's because the center is put in a shitty position here, where. He gets the sack because of how low he is and he throws him. He drops his post and has to pick up the looper. Like, that's his job. But because he threw this guy, um, he does a really good job, you know, throwing that guy and getting that sack. So, another great job by Q. Okay, next. Q forced fumble. Again, dominated. He just dominated this game. Four eye, aggressive step up field, feels the block coming. Like you have to notice blocks. If your knife is going to run straight, and you're not going to angle your body off, get hands on guys are going to come to block. You're screwed. That's what he's doing a better job of this year. Um, Flowers comes wide. He gets his hands inside, gets better leverage. Um, looks pretty linear right there. Again, you don't want to be all out of whack. You want your body to be pretty much in a, in a, in a line from your from your uh, back, your heels up through your. Um, up through your your elbows and your upper body with with your um, thighs kind of working as that as that buffer like they, you want your thighs going the opposite way so it's like really good leverage we, we'd show that on a different play 
um, we, we, I have shown that in terms of the leverage you want and your body being linear. Gets the sands inside of flowers. They run a mid-zone split. He looks at the mesh point, sees that the running is going this way, and he kind of backdoors it. <laughs> Literally widens and just throws flowers. You just that's just that's just torque, that's just circular force, power in the power in the core. He's just throwing his guy while staying square. Sees the running back try to cut it back. Disengage, tackle. And because he's trying to cut back and he's trying to jump cut right there, the ball comes loose because he's trying to jump cut. Cut you see how it raises. Now you don't now you don't have the points of contact you want on that ball. He puts his face right on the ball, pops out, force fumble, and the Jets recover. Again, look how quickly this happens. Throw, boom. <laughs> like he is impressive. Keep playing like this, young fella. I think he's only gonna get better too, which is which is gonna be scary for some other teams. 46, 47. Q, pass flexion on the screen. Uh, 2i right here. Okay, he's typically a, a, a 1, 2i, 2, 3. You can see him at 4i2. He plays, he plays pretty much anywhere in the box, but he's good at all of them. Again, Screen pass. He wants to. He wants to get a part of of Q, and then obviously run outside on the screen. Q just gets in quick. That's all. That's all it is. He gets inside, gets underneath of the of the bicep, lifts his arm up, explodes to the quarterback. Quarterback tries to dump the ball off. He gets his hands up. Pass flexion. He obviously knows he's probably not going to get the sack here if, if if the screen is coming. PD. Fantastic. Q, QB hit. Again, he's not making an impact now. Like what are what are people saying? Do you do you, do you still do you still want Brian Burns? Not Brian Burns. Was that Brian Burns? Yeah, Brian Burns was later in that draft, right? Do you still want Brian Burns or Josh Allen? I don't see a lot of people with Josh Allen stuff now. He's dominating. He's one of the best defensive tackles in the league. I would say top five. And especially his trajectory. Like how many guys do you want over him? Realistically. Again, blitz design. He's going to cross the face of the center. Eventually, gets picked up by the right guard. Gets his hands inside. And so he actually gets the right hand inside, and then he sees this hand coming up. He actually controls that right arm and literally grabs it. You can see him grabbing the arm. Grabs the arm throws it down like for him to get his hand inside to bull rush him back and then control the arm that's really going to contain him literally grabbing the forearm grabbing the forearm throwing it as he's going to clear him he doesn't want to throw him he doesn't want to throw the arms and let him still cover those hips and get his hands back on he wants to throw it as he's clearing as he's clearing hips are even throw it now you're gonna work past them get the get the quarterback hit the ball is obviously out and gets the receipt. I, I, I forget if it's a catch right there, regardless. Next play. Q run stuff. This might be the last one, Q. We'll move on. 
in a little bit of a gap exchange. Lined up in the A gap, responsible for the B or even the the B and the C. If he's gonna if he's two gapping, gets his hand up inside the uh, left tackle who steps down to him. Again, this is versa combo. High leg post. He dents the post. As I say, you want to dent the post. You want to take on the guy who's probably going to take on uh, take you on because you don't want to throw all your all of your momentum in the high leg. Obviously, if you're going to blow up the high leg and get to the mesh point, yeah, it's fine. But you know, more conservatively or the, the smarter way to do it is to dent the post. Um, you don't want to throw all your momentum in, to, into him and have the post step in and take you, you know, scoop you, whatever. Hands inside. Really powerful to his feet with his insteps. Extension. Power through that back leg, right leg. Sees the running back, reads the running back. Sees him cut the run back. Steps through with a rip. Through, rip, tackle. Played in full speed. You can appreciate it. Just the, the the power to reset himself, to extend, to lift this guy up. And he lifts him up. Now is now this guy's momentum is going backwards, so he's not having power into Q, and that's why he could step through and rip. Damn. He's uh he's getting there. That is for damn sure. Um uh, one more play of Q. I'll move on to the bad from the offense, the bad from the defense, and continue on. Q run stuff. This is the last play recorded in this game. Four I. I call this a loose three. Loose three technique. Again, feels the blocking scheme. You could you could see him. Um, feel this guy step down or not down, but try to get try to get inside of him. So the run is most likely, obviously, with the running back and this guy stepping to his right. The run's most likely, if it is a run, going to go to the right, unless it's like a crazy slow-developing counter, which can happen too. But he steps inside to uh, to match that, that left tackle. Hands inside. Eyes in the backfield. Power off of the instep. Reads the running back, reads the running back, reads the running back. Extension. Extension. And he kind of uses like a club and then rip. So to throw him opposite way, rips through while he steps through his right foot. Yeah, steps through his right foot. So you never want your like, and generally you don't want your feet crossing. But when you're stepping through like that, you can. Steps through. Stuff. Like what else? How much more do you want? And again, like I think he's at like six sacks right now. I think he missed a game or two. I think he missed a game. So he's like five, six sacks, missed a game or two. Now, if you have the Broncos sack that was a sack that they called back or whatever, like, did they call that back? Roughing the pass or whatever the hell that was. I think that was a roughing the pass. That was bullshit, but regardless. Moving on to the bad from the offense. Didn't really record a lot from this. Um, McDermott, bad. Do do you guys want to see a bunch of plays on McDermott? I don't think so. Okay, good. That's why I didn't record him. Um. Greg Van Roden, overall, I showed the one play, him giving up a sack. He gave up a pressure or two this game. So he, he struggled a little bit more this game. Again, overall, for what you're getting for a guy for three, four million dollars a year, he's a below average guard, but he's a below average guard who plays every snap. Brian Winters was an extremely inconsistent guard 
probably worse, I would say worse than Greg Van Roten, but was always injured. So Greg Van Roten has worked out as a signing, undoubtedly. People, oh my God, well, Joe Douglas, you know, look at all these signings that didn't work out. Greg Van Roten for $3 million is, is, is a good signing. Now, do you want him as a starter? No, but in terms of his value versus contract, he's outperforming his contract, in my opinion. Um, especially the games, like there's multiple games around he gave up like no pressures. The last couple of games, he's given up a couple in a sack, you know, but it's, it happens. Uh, Elfline was bad. Lin's in the blocks. He's, he's terrible. Technique, whatever. Not good. Um, I have one miscellaneous player from bad. Oh, yeah. The stuff on fourth and one. They all down block. He runs to the B gap, I believe. Make a duo gap run. Now, in my opinion, what should happen again? I'm not sure how they're coached. If they are all d- blocking down like this, and he's on like, and Beckton's on the combo block with this, um, with Griffin, he should stay square. And then, obviously, Gore is reading leverages. So if this guy is is getting driven inside, you have to pick up this 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 linebacker. So I'm I'm if I had to, I'm gonna put this on on Beckton again. Some of these things are a little bit more of not necessarily, I don't want to say guesses. I would say educated guesses at, at some points, but I would like to see him peel off and pick up this linebacker because if he does, he could stick his head in here and maybe drive. But again, you're running versus this look. Frank Gore is not a guy who breaks the tackle. You have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. You have everybody right along the scrimmage. And you're going to run with Gore who doesn't break tackles. This is Adam Gase's fault. Again, good job. Good job. Um, by back in terms of in terms of taking a guy out initially and standing him up, but I do want to see him peel off and pick up this linebacker. He doesn't get stuffed. Um, bad from the defense. I put Zuniga didn't have really have an impact. Yeah, I think he had might have had one pressure. I don't know if people labeled a pressure or not, but he almost got to the quarterback. The ball is out really quickly with a bull rush. He's again young guys, no preseason, no training camp, was injured. Like let's not get crazy and call him a bust already, but he hasn't performed as well as you want him to. So it's it's a negative, but overall, um, it, it looks like he's just moving a little bit too fast, from my opinion. Langy in coverage was not very good. Um I think this might be the play of him. I only have one play. Oh yeah, this is this is on Langy. So this is this is a touchdown on Langy. So it's not really miscellaneous, but it's, this is this is Langy. Um, they drop back. Obviously, goal line defense. Um, more of like a soft cover two, like a green green two or a red two. We're all gonna play the line. You have three guys back. He's a Tampa, and then these two guys. You have you're gonna have th- you know th- uh, about four guys playing the the the, uh, the not the line of game, but the end zone. And again. These are simple things with like spot dropping. And I know people like Greg Williams, but I hate his spot dropping. I really do. Lange has no threat anywhere. Not a threat, not a threat, not a threat. This is your only threat. And he sees him. You can see his eyes in the other view. He sees this threat. Why are you going to stare at the quarterback and then try to break to him? Why not shuffle over and get, and get in a position where you could play him or the ball? But instead, he just stays inside, catch, and he just he 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 breaks the tackle and leans forward for a touchdown. Oh, sorry, I didn't do the other angle, but he does. You could see that in his peripheral vision, he can one hundred percent see him. Why not match him? If not even match him, just get just get closer to him. Like, why are you just staring at Fitz? That's way too easy. He he just sits it down on a snag. 
Like that's how easy it is to get in touch on the Jets. And again, their defense has played better this game. You're playing Fitzpatrick. You know, let's not be let's not let's not let's not get ahead of ourselves. We're not playing Russell Wilson here. Um moving on, good from the offense, which I do have a decent amount of the good from the offense and defense. I'm trucking through though. Um definitely get through these plays pretty quickly, but again, it's Friday. Um, short shelf life. I want to get this out to you guys as soon as I can. Good from the offense, Perriman. Four receptions, 79 yards. I got two plays of him. Um, he had a fantastic, fantastic catch this game. Um, this one plays a drop, though. So, stretch release? No, this is that hop step that he loves to see. See what I'm talking uh, Yeah, see what I'm talking about where he goes. And this is kind of just screwing up timing because if this, if he's driving off this off this front foot, he's this, this corner, they're expecting him to get on his toes a little bit. Um, and for it to take that extra split second, he uses this hop step to to gain that ground, but explode off that same foot while cutting cutting the distance. He he closes on the corner. Hop step. He does that all the time. Like that is his big. That's his biggest release. Easily is a hop step. Hop step widens out the corner a little bit or gets his way down to his heels. He takes the inside speed. If he's going to get inside leverage of you um, on an over route, on a drag route, on a slant route. Um, have fun catching him because he's freaking fast and he's big too. So it's not, it's not like you can overpower him at the catch point runs. And Oh yeah. So the drop here, like it's like people will kill him for this. What happens is again, just, it, it doesn't even take understanding of, of football. It doesn't take uh, concepts, all the things that we, that we discussed on the show on which sometimes I can get deeper into stuff, but we do, you know, 60 plays. I try to keep it at least three hours or I, I'm at the, at the max three hours. What happens here is he's running any, any, any trips. He trips. You see, you see his right foot. Uh, kicks the back of his heel. He trips, throws himself off. He, he stumbles and tries to catch the ball, but he's literally falling. So like, it's should he have caught it? Yes. Do you not want to see him trip? Yes. Are you going to kill him for, for him tripping over his own feet right here and still almost catching the ball? You know, it, it is what it is. It's not ideal, but he trips. Whatever. Um, play 33. This has to be the catch. Because it's absurd, let's be honest. Press coverage. Is that Jones? Yeah, Jones is 24. Again, you want to see him do a little bit more with the release? Another hop step. Um, at times it will work. At times it's not going to work. This time it does not work. Another hop step, release outside. Doesn't, doesn't really eat up enough ground. I, I, the hop steps, I think, are a little bit better if this guy's a little bit more tight. Um, or if you're going to, like, if he was outside leverage and you were right foot up and hop stepped off the off, of, oh, sorry, if the left foot was up and you hop step off of the left to get inside, sure. But being right foot up, hop stepping with these guys outside leverage, I don't think it's the best release to use versus, versus outside leverage and trying to get outside with that hop step. So I don't love that him always doing it, but sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Hop step, release outside. Jones gets uh, gets over the top, squeezes him to the sideline, but Perryman. Again, you know, Donald just has trust in them, which at this point, fine. Chuck it up to some of these guys. They, they can catch the ball. Perriman tracks the ball, high points it. Look at that extension and body control and that vertical. Look at the vertical. Extension, tighter hands, tracks it, bobbles a little bit, but the, 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 the body control, um, the, way he, the, way he, the way he tracks it, a little, maybe a slight push off, like right there, not really. Look at that. Now, again, tips it to himself because he can't completely bring it in. Concentration, catch. 
That is awesome. <laughs> Look at that. Oh, he's a bust. He sucks. He's not, he's not, he's not worth the money. Yeah. Right. When he's healthy, he's worth the money. That's for damn sure. I, I, I'm fine with him signing a $10 million contract with the Jets next year. That's incentive list, you know, base of, I'm not going to go through, go through the numbers, but base of $5 million, every game you play, you know, again, don't go, Oh my God, this, that, that's really equals $12 million. You know what I'm saying? You know, base of five, every, every game you're healthy for and play it's for, it's $300,000, you know, like some, 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 something like that. Um, because when he's on the field, he's a, he's a solid starter. Is he number one? No. Is he a decent number two? I think so. When he's playing, I, I, I do. Um, moving on to the next receiver, Mims, four receptions, 67 yards. Um, I got three plays of Mims. Mims catch, Darnold throw. Okay, this is like the uh, – I think this is the pivot route. Yeah, pivot route. He's the out, more, outermost guy in this, uh, on this trip set. Bunch, whatever. Again, pivot just widens whoever out. Again, it's it's first zone coverage, so he gets lost in the shuffle a little bit right here. But decent pivot route. Gets out of it relatively fast. Donald, good anticipation right here of this window. He's getting some pressure. He sees he sees Mims and get behind this linebacker again. This is anticipation of windows. Throws it right behind that linebacker. He goes to throw the ball here. Look at that. So for the people are like, oh my God, you know, that, 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 that receiver in the Denver Broncos game wasn't open. Like you're telling me he can't make these throws. He can't make these plays. He can. This was even a little ballsy, to be honest. Like that is, he's really anticipating there. So thank God the, um, cause honestly, listen, like, again, this is one of those gray areas. If that linebacker was good and saw him loading up and didn't know he was behind him, maybe he squats down a little bit. He's lucky that that guy, that guy continued outside, even right there. Like he throws the ball. If this was a good linebacker or DB, whatever he is, he probably sits it down and picks this ball off. If we're being honest, again, process versus results. He is lucky that the guy continued outside right there. This false step outside, but anticipates the window again, pr probably more of a bad thing there. I think that was a little bit too risky to be honest. Mims catches the ball. Again, that this, oh, that's, and it's a, it's a linebacker who he, he has that, uh, that outside track or whatever momentum, but he still could have easily read the shoulders, read the hallway and noticed that the ball was going inside. He's obviously not used to being in coverage. If he was, he probably sits down right now, but he takes that extra step outside, gets right behind him. Good anticipation. I'll give it to him a little bit risky, but good. Mims extends to it. Look at the extension. Runs for an extra 15, 20, whatever, whatever yards it was. Again, not good footwork. You don't want him throwing, you know, where my mouse is going with his foot pointed to the sideline. Like his whole, this hallway, again, the, the center, the, the center part um, of his midfoot and where it's going is good. But you want that matching up with his shoulders, matching that up with his foot. You don't want this, this lead foot completely toward the sideline with his, with his, with his midfoot, his hallway pointing for, uh, you know, forward to the ball is gone. This is bad mechanics. That is not good. This is, this is showing me you want to throw to the sideline. This is showing me you want to throw to the middle of the field. They're completely not working together. But look at that catch. 
it's one hand and then it, the, the second hand comes underneath his curve his fingertips awesome um okay 2834 28 Beckton block mims drop okay so mims had a drop good back to block again okay Good job of him noticing this uh, this uh, TE stunt. Drag hand, and he just he he feels it really quickly. Right hand into the chest, picks it up. Again, right hand inside it, and still maintains the outside just in case. If this was like a coffee house where there's like a there's like a fake stunt where he wanted him to pick him up and then he's gonna continue outside. Like there there's things like that you could do. He realizes he's going inside. Hands on, tighter elbows, underneath the shoulder pads, and completely shuts the rush down. Gets into his bridge. Um, and that rusher is completely done. Now, the, the one thing with, with, um, with Mims I do want to see is I, I want to see him continue his routes where he gears down a little bit right here. You can see him gear down. Like Donald is expecting him to continue running. And you can see how he slows it down. So that's two routes he did this with where Donald overthrew him a little bit. Um, but it's because he's gearing down like mesh, obviously the mesh concept. It's another mesh sit. You just like to run this. You read the meshes. If the meshes are not there, sit. It's a really quick triangle read leverage. He needs to continue to run. So don't, don't, don't gear down to, to, to make a catch like this. And you can make it a little bit easier on yourself. So I want to see him continue to run on that one. Again, love memes. Don't go crazy that I'm criticizing something. He's a rookie. He's going to improve this stuff. And the next one, what did I say? Oh, 34. Who's the last good jet to play at 34? Like with number 34. It was was Dwight Lowry number 34? Jaquan Jarrett? What number is Jaquan Jarrett? 39? No, that was Antonio Allen. Jaquan Jarrett Jets. 37? Damn it. Dwight Lowry? Jets. C34? He was 25? No, at first he was 34. It shows him 34 in here, right? I think so. I don't care about your wants. I want to know if he was 34 for the Jets. Yeah, 34. Okay. Oh, he changed his number to 26, though, too. At one point he was 34. I'm giving myself credit for that. Um, bottom of the screen right here versus uh, Xavier Howard. Um, yeah, this, this whole, this, this whole motion right here, I don't want to see that. Um, I got a screenshot of this before. I wasn't sure exactly what the play was, what, what the guy was not, not necessarily what he was talking about. Sometimes you're, when your base is too wide, it's not good. It creates false step because you want to, you, you want to be really sunk into that foot. You want to be like explode off of it. You don't want to have to recoil and then explode. Um, there are instances where guys use those split releases of this foot will come back. This foot will come up and you're kind of, you're throwing off his timing again. Um, if you're expecting aggressive press, now he ends up leaning. Now you defeat the hands. Now you release outside, inside, whatever it may be. But um, this motion. You don't want to see that because it's it's just eating up time. Goes to like get even. I want to see him defeat the hands. 
again, so eliminate this and be more ready for the hands. Like don't, you don't need to be moving with your hands as much, but be ready for those hands. The hands catch them. Again, now he starts from the bottom of the numbers and he bows it out. So we want to see better, more consistent releases with the hands, with manipulating the hips, eyes, feet, things like that. We've talked about that, but it's his fifth game. He's going to get better. And I think he's going to be number one. I really do. Donald just chucks it up. He says, F it, YOLO. And Mims almost makes a ridiculous catch, but gets a PI. I, I get why it's a PI because he, he jumps and he literally, he holds himself in the air with his elbow on, on his shoulder. So it's a PI. It is. But it's, he, he kind of defend, he's kind of defending this pass because Donald, again, you're throwing it versus one of the best corners in the NFL when you completely stacked your receiver. Like I get giving a chance, but again, it's risky. But in reality, nothing's really open. You, you run three verticals. That's all this is. Mims plays, you know, cornerback and literally has a jump on the guy's back and almost catches it. Mims is going to make some ridiculous catches like this. They're coming. And he already has made some ridiculous catches, but a lot more coming. I like Mims a lot. I think he's my favorite player on the Jets already. Like, I love Becton. Ooh, Becton or Mims. I don't know. Maybe Mims is more new. I like Becton too, but those two guys are freaking him, him, Q and, and Mims. Are, that's awesome. I got, that's a, that's a fun trio to watch. And then you have Lawrence next year, hopefully. And it's not Lawrence it's fields. I want, I want Lawrence, man. I can't, I don't want to get second place. You know, I want to get a second place prize. McGovern. Uh, I put him in a positive of this game. This is him in a GVR block. One back power. He's blocking down. Really good job staying square. Staying square. Good angle to the uh, to the to the wide three. Hands inside. Keeps him to the backside. So so he's blocking down to him, allowing the right tackle to cover because you don't want him just shooting this gap and the whole run is screwed. So he has to block down to him. So he blocks down to him and then gets to the second level after he gets play after he gets position. Hands on, runs to the second level, gets hands on him. Hands into the ribcage, drives him outside. Awesome. That's a, that's a great play by McGovern. Really, really good play right there. Good stuff. More play by McGovern. Oh, I had Greg Van Roden. It's a good puller on that too. I forgot to show that, but I'm not going to go back. 26, the other Dwight Lowry number. I think it's played the Jaguars. He was like 25 with them, I think. McGovern block. Again, really good job getting to the second level right here. Hips to the second level, but he, he, he plays long. He gets that left arm inside. Again, allowing 67 Elfon to, to, to get you know positional leverage or hopefully positional leverage um, to cover the play side gap. Again, use a bunch of different terms, but really good job. Eyes up to the second level. So if you have to break off, if he's shooting aggressively, then you have to, and you have to hope Elfline can get in position. But square hips, playing long, lands his hand, eyes to the second level. Look at that extension. Look how much he helps Elfline right there. While staying square to cut off this linebacker. This is a fantastic block. Hat on a hat, drives him outside. Now, this didn't work for a couple other reasons. Obviously, you, you, you'd want to see... Elfon do better here and defeat that hand and, and get positional leverage. If he does get positional leverage, he blocks him. He he holds that, and now he's running for a bigger game.
It's not what happens, but that is a fantastic play by McGovern. Gore breaks an arm tackle, which is kind of rare. I'm not trying to shit on him, but let's just be honest. Uh, Gore, I gave him a good game this game too. 18 rush, 74 yards. Uh, he was solid. Crowder, uh, three receptions, 31 yards. He was open a few times. He wasn't targeted. I gave him a positive. Uh, I have two miscellaneous plays, 29-35, 29. 29. Good run blocking. Okay, just in general, good run, run blocking play. Again, the Jets' offensive line has easily improved this year. You have one back power. Down block, down block, down block. They all hold their leverage. You have Elfline, kicks out the edge. Good job. This is a good job by Elfline. Um, staying so tight it's on a scrimmage. You don't want to get too, you don't want to get too, uh, kind of f- not, not too flat, but you don't want to get uh, too much depth and let this guy cross your face. So he does a good, uh, good, good, a good job, you know, kicking this out and not getting, you know, uh, squeeze versus spill. You don't want him to spill it. Outside shoulder wrist inside. That's what you want. Gore follows it. Good job by McGovern, too. Sees hands on, tight elbows, double under, and just gets into that bridge and holds them up. Good job by Griffin. Griffin improved his blocking this year. I will say that. Good job by Griffin. Perriman gets hands on. And look at this. And look at Gore follows his blocks, gets outside, and inside of Perriman. Good, good, good blocking. Next play. Uh, Okay. Sorry. Good run block. Oh, another one? Two good run run blocking plays in general? Okay. Again, they're playing better. And this is with a backup, a third string right tackle. And your backup left guard, who is really your third string left guard, because Andrews is the backup left guard. Um, why Clark is not playing, I'm not sure. I, I, I didn't see him being that unready. Um, so I don't know what the Jets staff is looking at. I don't know what, how he's performing in practice. I'm obviously not there to watch. Another one back power. Downs. Um, Greg Vanderwood's a good puller. Like he he stay he stays really really tight, and he's he, he's he's. He is good playing inside out. Like there's guys again who get too uh, too much depth and like guys cross their face and things like that. Like he's a he's really good at exploding, staying tight. Obviously he's bending from the waist, but he has to because this guy is trying to drop his weight really low. Outside versus inside, kicks him out, stands him up, or follows his blocks. But even Perryman getting down. You have two cracks, so you want these two guys blocked. Then you want, obviously, these guys down to then the uh, the pull. That's what happens. Good job. It's a, it's a good run play. Moving on to the good from the defense. Got a couple plays here. Or run it through. Um, Davis, I, he, he gave up a touchdown, um, but overall, like relative to expectations, I, I think that he's been more impressive the last couple of weeks. I know this wasn't the best game, but overall, not bad. Again, so this is this is a play where, I, like, initially he's in man coverage. Um, obviously, he's in mo- you know Gusecki's in motion. I like that he stays square, square, hands on. 
but the hands don't land because Gaseki does a good job kind of deflecting and throwing his forearms up. And then because of that, um, he gets to the outside. And then what happens is, again, you can just see this with your own two eyes. Like this is a positive. Square, 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 match, open, punch. Like this, this is all fine. What happens is he deflects the hands, which is fine because he would still match them. Like he would still be on his hip. But what happens is he, he steps on his, on his Achilles. So his hand, so, so he trips. See, see the foot right there? It's all it is. So are you going to kill him for him tripping? You can't. He trips. He gets outside. He still almost gets to him. And then he, and then he plays through the, the hands exactly what, like you want to do. He's not swiping. You want to play through those arms because he's going to pull the ball back down. Now that hand is going to be in the way of you pulling the ball back down, and that's when you get deflections. But Gaseki does a good job turning it out. Catch, turn. Don't, don't pull it through that hand. A lot of guys who are inexperienced or bad will catch it, pull it down. Now that hand deflects it. But Gaseki does a really good job uh, staying long and, and turning it outside like that. So is this a bad play by Davis? Not really. It's actually, even if we give a touchdown, I'm about the process. I like this play. See what I'm saying? Like, it's not, it's not as simple as people think. Oh, touchdown, shitty play, bad. No, he was square. He did a good job staying over the top. He did a good job shooting. He freaking trips. And he does a fantastic job in terms of getting back to the ball. A lot of guys will look back. No, you don't want to look back. You want to look back if, you, if you're closer to the guy or if, or if you have contact with them. He does a good job following the eyes, playing through the hands. That's a fantastic job by, by Davis. He gets beat for a touchdown. It's what it is. It happens. But overall, that process was good. I'm going to give that a positive play on a beaten touchdown. You see how we do things a little bit differently? Oh, what was the other play? Shit. Oh, okay, never mind. Play 50. I got about like five more plays left. Um, Davis rep top. Okay, yeah, top right here, man coverage, running back. Again, another good play in terms of him staying square. Um, man coverage at, at, at Cal, I thought that's what he did, did best. It's just <clears throat> he has to work on some things, but overall he, he does a good job staying square, which is big to me. Square. Good base. Square, 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 square. He breaks outside. He does a good job not taking too aggressive of an angle. He stays over the top. Again, you don't want to be too aggressive. If he runs a wheel, you're effed. If you run to the upfield shoulder, he catches the ball, you tackle him, um, you rally, make the tackle, he beats you for two yards. It is what it is. But you don't want to play too aggressively, him catch it and break a tackle because you're only going to arm tackle him because you can't get your heads across because you're playing too aggressively and you don't want to get beat for your wheel. So you want to play the upfield shoulder. Good angle to the upfield shoulder. Looks back to the uh, to the quarterback, sees the ball coming, dives, and would have got the pass deflection if it wasn't a so far outside the ball's too far outside but if it was more inside it's a pick or an interception so great freaking good really good two good plays so you give it a, a touchdown pff might write him right on bad but never see that he tripped um if a guy's tripping all the time it's an issue but i don't see him tripping all the time um oh geez i lied i don't have five plays left i forgot i forgot about a few things um Fadokasi, one sack one and a half tackles for loss i got four plays of him um 12. Shit. Fadokasi, Lange, run stuff. Again, Lange's a guy who I think is a backup. Like, yeah, he played good. You know, sometimes he, he hits guys hard. He plays with aggression. But people, oh, should he be a starter? No. No way. He's a good role player, depth guy. He's not a starter. Come on. 
Fadokasi. Uh, 2i comes off of the ball, low, tight elbows. Obviously, lands his, his hands inside of Flowers. Flowers punches too wide. Look at that load up and punch. This is, that's terrible. Hands inside, extension, finds the running back. That's literally all it is. Hands inside, power, eyes up, finds the running back. Widen, plant, instep, pull. You pull in the opposite way that, you, that you're trying to go. It, throw, it kind of throws you forward. Arm out, and he is uh, a part of the, uh, the run stuff. Good job by Lange, too, right here, who is aggressive. Sees this block coming, lowers his helmet into it, kind of pops him, stacks him. Again, this is a 300-pound tackle versus a 230-pound, 240-pound linebacker. So I, liked, I definitely like the aggression in this game. Works off of it and probably even could draw a hold right there, but twelve fifty three. Oh, sorry, seventeen fifty three. Other run stuff again. You're not going to see a lot, a ton from him as a pass rusher. I think he actually has sacked at the end, though, right? Run stuff, one tech. Again, just explosiveness off of that snap. Centers are at a real disadvantage because they, they obviously have to snap the ball behind them so their hands can't come up immediately. So you really want to aggressively attack centers. It's, it's a hard job for them, for sure, to take, uh, to take on guys who are going to explode right into your chest. Explodes right into his chest. Hands inside. Drives him backwards. Drives him backwards. Like, look how he starts at the whatever yard line this is and drives him back one, two, three, almost four yards. Dives. Gets in on the tackle. Again, Hewitt, I like him more of a, I like him as more of a depth piece. I think he's more consistent in the run game than Lange is. So Lange and Hewitt is your three and four next year, fine. But you need another two. You you want a starter, I think. And I don't think Peanut is is that. He hasn't really played at all. And did he play? I don't know if he took any snaps. But he's been injured all year. Hands inside aggressively takes on that right guard tackle. So good, great job by Hewitt there too. Hewitt and Fadukasi. Oh, shit, I forgot to play. 53, okay. Oh, Fadokasi and Q run stuff. You get, an, you get a bonus Q play. 2I, 3, loose 3. Again, Fadokasi really aggressive off the ball. Really linear, linear really explodes to the ground. Heel up through his forearm, legs working back, explodes through the guy. And again, when you're sitting it down, like as an offensive lineman, you want more of that um, thigh as a buffer. But when you're exploding through a guy and up through a guy, you don't have to have as much of that of that opposite bend with that thigh. Hands inside, eyes up. It's just, it's just power. Explosion, power, good technique with the hands. Widens his stance with extension. Sees if the running back's going to cut through uh, or bounce outside. He does not. Plant. Plant hard as you throw him. You're using his momentum to get yourself back inside. Obviously, throw him outside to clear him. And inside. Q, same type of deal. Flowers, who consistently punches wide. Q, literally left hand on. Lift up power through the a lot of power through the ground he's lifting him completely up 
And because he lifts him up, now his momentum's going backwards, allows him to cross his face. He crosses his face with a rip again, tackle. Okay, one more play at Fadokasi. I thought he had a sack this game. Did I not put that up for some reason? Maybe I, maybe I did in a different play. Zero tech. Just power, man. He's a, he's so he's ex, he's a, for a big guy. He's so he's explosive off of the ball. Combo is coming. He doesn't let it affect him. He does that turn. He absorbs it. Again, explode through the guy. When you see that when you see that combo coming, you really want to duck that shoulder into that guy and not allow him to gain your chest. You want to you want to sink your hips and you want to make sure you're working off that end step. Let's see if he does it. Hand inside. Feels the combo coming. Turns the shoulder. Not let him have the, have the chest. Widens. Power off that end step. Barely gets moved. Doesn't get, look at comp. Look, he's on a hash and he gets moved to a little bit outside the hash or inside of the hash versus a combo block versus Flowers, who's a powerful guy. And he still is able to use that momentum, widen, pull to shedding it inside. That is fantastic power and technique in terms of widening. Look how freaking powerful that, that, in, that uh, the instep is of that left foot. Oh, that is that is awesome. That stuff excites me. Trench play is awesome. The power that guy has is is pretty cool. Um, Jenkins is another one good from the defense. I got two plays of him. Thirty-two. Jenkins isn't picking it up. Do I think he's gonna be back next year? Probably not. I think he's sick of the losing, and I think he'll need more money to come back. He got five million dollars, which for a lot of the year, or did he get five? I think right around five million. He didn't even play like he deserved that five million. These last couple of weeks, he's playing pretty well. Rushes right here, and just a bull rush. Again, more, more of an outside track, which causes the the tackle to open his hips up, not be completely under his block. Hands inside, extension, and just runs through what's what is only the arms because his hips aren't really behind him because he because he kind of pops them. Pop, extension. Now again, she's working against more, you know, just the arms, not really the hips. QB hit. Ball is behind, maybe because of that. Okay. 51. Again, a lot of, you know, the Jets let up 20 points to the, to the you know, Dolphins and the offense didn't support him at all. So, like, I have a lot of issues with Craig Williams. I don't think he's going to be back. But overall, this was probably their, you know, probably their best game on defense, I would say, in terms of, like, impact plays and things like that. Jenkins, left edge again, really the right outside linebacker. This is just good awareness. He gets popped a little bit. The guy gets under his, under his pads. His hands are outside. But good job just keeping his eyes in the backfield. Sees the handoff. Looks the running back's track. Hops backwards to, to get rid of those, to, to defeat those arms. Obviously, if you're going to stay upright and let the arms be under you, they're going to be more powerful closer. So you want to create distance. Now he creates distance. He starts to lean. Now it's easier for, to defeat the hands. So that's what he does. Hops backwards. Swipes. Comes up and chops upwards. Finds the running back. Running back doesn't see him. He look how hard he punches with that hand. He sees the ball right here. So really good job. Uh, there's one not winning initially. 
seeing the track of the running back, defeating the arms, punch the shit of that ball, boom, it's out. You just force the fumble, and now the Jets have the ball. And by the way, what we're going to watch is Hewitt got some moves right here. Juking some guys out, breaking some arm tackles, getting inside of guys. Like, look at that. Nice, nice little run back, Hewitt. And the Jets are back to the you know 28-yard line, and they do nothing. As per usual, the offense. Uh, one play of Bryce Huff, who I put in here. Uh, he had some pressures, and he did better. He had a, he had a limited he had a limited snap count this game, but overall, um, he's shown he's playing better with a limited snap count. Which, listen, if the guy's an undrafted free agent and he's creating some pressures, let's say let's say he gets a pressure to a game, and he gets you you know five six sacks a, sacks a year as a situational rush, rusher who's productive when he comes in as an undrafted guy. Fantastic! That's fantastic. Could it be more than that? Yes, he's undrafted. Maybe he develops into a, into a solid starter as an edge player. You never know. Right here, four-point stance. He knifes inside to the B-gap. Shows some power. Again, guy who's like 235, holding up versus a tackle and, and a left guard. You know, not letting himself get moved because, again, he exploded towards them. Low base, low center of mass, holds his ground. And the running back, you know, this is too small of a gap to go through. This is getting filled by lightning to the outside. So he, he just kind of cuts it right into, in, right into Huff, who just took on a left tackle and a left guard. Explosion. Holds his ground. Tackle. Good job by him. I keep producing in the run game and keep showing, you know, relatively relative consistency in the past game. And he might, you know, be a starter in the future. Um, Bryce Hall got a decent amount of plays from him. I'm considered putting him in my studs. I got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight plays of him. And then we're pretty much done after that. 16, 21. Again, this is a game where, yeah, he, you know, statistically wise, maybe he let up six catches for, for 50 yards, whatever, maybe three first downs, but he's playing. Um, he was playing Devante Parker. Who's legit. Number one. Is he one of the upper tiers? No, but he's still number one. This is this is Hall's second start, so you have to be you can't expect a finished product in a, in a second start. Ashton Davis, I said Ashton Davis, uh, QB hit comes off of the ball for the rush to the edge, gets caught. Good job with that, uh, being proactive with that hand, chopping the outside arm, spins inside, gets hit on on a uh, Fitzpatrick. Now again, Hall, good stance, shoulders over his over his over his knees. Hands are a little low, but it, it, you know when you have a little bit more separation, it's, it's, it's okay. I don't like how he's so far off. Um, no man's line a little bit, but stay square. I would like to see him get a shuffle in here. I don't want to see him kind of throw his weight back and punch because now your punch is not effective. You're kind of locking your hips and stuff like that. But overall, stays relatively square. Again, I just want to see him shuffle here and cut it off instead of opening and punching both hands. So little improvements, but overall still pretty you know decent positive fights to maintain contact, gets both hands on, looks back to the ball. Now, does, does he get a catch on him? Yes. Is there also, you know, does, does he screw up here again, not getting the shuffle in, you know, shitty two hands? But overall, is he in good position right here? Pretty good position. Looking back to the ball, both hands on, what happens? Extension push off. This is a, this is just listen. If, if DBs can't touch on all this stuff at the top of the routes, should should wide receivers be able be able to plant and Extend and push off? No. That's clearly what gets him the catch. So, positive play from Hall. 
some improvements, but overall, um, a push off got got Parker the catch right there. Twenty eight thirty one. Or no? Oh, I'm I'm screwing up. Hold on. 2138. Okay. Hall versus Parker on the bottom. And again, he didn't follow Parker, but the fact that, you know, towards the second, uh, in the second half at some point, he was following Parker and shadowing a number one wide receiver in his second game as a starter. Pretty good. I would, I would say, I don't know about you guys. Again, doesn't panic with his feet. Stays square. He does that. He does that. Uh, that kick step. It's not a fall. There's a difference between fall steps and kick step. Kick steps are to eliminate uh, true fall steps. Like if you're if you're going to kick step, it's to keep yourself um, square, knocking onto your heels because a guy, a lot of guys are not just going to sit there at their feet, their feet um, completely flat because it's it's just not natural. So coaches teach that kick step right there. Kick step, stay square. Now again, here, would you like to see him get a shuffle in? And not, not again, not angle off while punching both hands. Um, ideally, yes, but still, he still stays over the top. He gets hands on, matches him, contests the catch. But uh, you know, obviously, uh, Parker makes a tough catch. But listen, for him to stay square to get hands on. Now, if he were to shuffle to get his hands on, he would have really disrupted the route, so he probably wouldn't have been able to cut a, a back across his face. So a slight improvement right there probably completely wins in this rep, but he still gets hands on. He maintains contact with that right arm. Parker cuts inside. He slingshots himself back inside. He uses his, his, you know, Parker's momentum and that contact for him to swing back inside. And then he, then he plays the hands, and Parker makes a great catch. We, we're going to watch it from the other. So, look, again. Like, at the end of the day, is this a good position on a lot of, you know, receivers? Is he going to improve those little things? Is he going to get that shuffle in in the future? Probably. But he plays the ball and almost chops it out. So he gets beat. But, like, look at the catch that Parker had to make. <laughs> so, bad, you know, bad play? No, there's no way you could say that's a bad play. 38. Hall, press rep, Q rush. Okay, bonus Q play. He'd make plays all day. Top of the screen, especially if it's like the first a couple, like the first half or whatever, near the first half, he stayed on the left side. I don't Again, so receiver stems outside. He gets a shuffle in this time. Shuffle, punch. You just got to be careful. You have to land those punches because if not, what happens here is he kind of he partially lands, but the receiver deflects his hands. But I really like to recover. So he receiver's left hand comes up, hits the elbows, deflects both hands, deflects the hands. Hall does not panic. Speed turn finds him, matches him. Awesome. Like you know, little maybe a little bit too aggressive. Maybe you want an offhand jab. Maybe you just want to jam with the right hand or whatever it may be right there. The two, the two hands could be a little bit too aggressive. It gets swiped. But a lot of guys would panic right here and either try to turn back inside or, or they'll run too vertical and try to find him. He does not want to lose sight of him. So what do you have to do? Get your hips around. Find him. You have Bless Austin's who would get do this and then they'd freaking run 40 yards upfield, never look at him, and, and, and you let up a 30-yard, thir- a you know, curl route that they could sit on at the top for 10 seconds. But really good recovery. 
Q Rush. Uh, Q is the three tech right here. TT stunt. Chop, rip. Look how lo like you notice on these on these two rushes that he did where he almost where the one he got the sack and the other one he uh this one he's got the hit. You see how low he he attacks when he's picking. Attack the hip to attack that center of mass, push him, hit. Now again, maybe if the Jets had better cover corners, which again for, for relative to expectations, I think I think Jackson Mollet and uh and uh, obviously Hall, I think Hall's gonna be a starter, but I think I think Mollet and and Jackson are guys who could be your fifth or sixth with with probably Bless as your four. Uh, even though Jackson might be better than, but might, might be better than Bless to be completely honest. I don't like Bless as much as some some people do. Pool is back maybe, and then you have you know Hall and uh, you bring a legit number one and Hall's your two, you know. But good job by Q with a club rip, tack low. Attack the ribs, center mass, get the hit. And then look, you see how quick he, he's like shell-shocked. As soon as he hits him after he threw the ball, hands are up. Because he gets so many freaking stupid penalties on him. Like he's unlucky with penalties, in my opinion. I like go to click on some plays and like goes to edit the name of the play. I don't know why it does that. It's a pain in the ass. It's not like I'm double-clicking on a play if you have max. Sometimes they're annoying. Um, Hall pass deflection, bottom of the screen. Now he's now he's shadowing a number one wide receiver in his second start. Again, a little bit far off. I don't I don't love the the whole one two yards off thing. Like this is more two yards off, a little bit no no man's land. I want to see him, you know, creep up at least maybe not to the last scrimmage, but a little bit closer. I don't want to get the receiver too much room. But again, kick step, runs his feet a little bit to stay square. Stay square. Go he he, uh, he uses a stretch release, so he goes to use an offhand jam if he's going to go to the outside. But again, he stretch releases him, so um, he gets inside, chops the arm, punches over. He he chops the arm, punches over. Hall again, because he was square. Now you have a lot of guys right here who, and you'll see a ton. I, I've shown it a million times with guys on staying square. What would happen right here is he would stretch release him. Guys on the Jets would open up completely. They would cross. He would, he would cross their face, and then he would be inside two, three yards on them, and he would make an easy catch. But because because Hall stays square, holy shit, novel concept. He's able to recover. Angles to the upfield shoulder. He doesn't want to be too aggressive. I said it all the time. Hand on. Chops the ball. Fantastic play. This is a freaking rookie in his second start. You know, sticking on guys like Keenan Allen, like Devontae Parker, like Mike Williams. Like, I'm not trying to get too pumped, but, and this is like a bang bang. Like, maybe it, it was a little bit earlier here, but it's a bang bang. So, and a great job too, wrapping up. Like, you want to, obviously, ideally, you want to punch through. You don't want to chop, but he does chop. But you want to make sure that your inside arm plays, your, up, your upfield arm wraps up just in case you, uh, he does catch the ball, you can tackle. So good job wrapping up, playing the ball. Again, don't want to hit him up too much, but I'm super freaking encouraged with his first uh, his first starts. Hall versus Parker again. Bottom. Right here. Again, good base. You know, about a yard off, yard and a half. Holy shit. 
kickstep. He stays square. Doesn't get the shuffle. Doesn't get the shuffling. Ideally, you want to see the shuffling. Opens up. Offhand, offhand jam. The right hand matches the stem. Matches the stem. Matches the stem. Gets physical. And again, now that you're matching the stem, you'd have jets receipt. You'd have jets corners in the past. Who he'd open up to the inside. They wouldn't maintain contact, and then he would cut back outside right underneath of him. But because Hall gets his hands on, matches the stem, and gets physical in the stem. Now for Parker, his route design has to get outside. Now he has to work through Hall. Hall gets his hands on. Again, maintaining contact. You can feel that cut coming. Hall puts on the brakes. He tries to cut outside. He uses the right arm as a, as a, um, like to contain the slingshot himself back outside. Right arm allows, again, allows Hall to stop his momentum to, or just to slow both of their momentum, to slow Parker from getting outside and slow himself from running upfield. Gets outside and matches him. Good play. Um, I got three more plays of Hall. 48. 49. Okay. Three more plays of him, then a couple more plays after that, and we're done. Righty. Hall versus Parker, third and three. They're playing like a um, Jambo, where they're playing press. And then there's another guy over here and they're playing, these guys are, this guy's eliminated. And they're playing first in, first out on these two guys. Press, first in, it's going to be this guy. Um, and then it's not necessarily always first in, first out. He's really playing with these two guys. He's playing, uh, he's playing second in, first out, kind of. This guy's first in, that's what this guy is. Now, if these guys are both a cut in, he's got the second guy in. So second in, first out. This guy's playing first in, second out. I, I would like to see, like I like that he's maintaining his outside leverage because he doesn't know what these guys are going to do. I would like to see him shuffling a little bit more at this point. It's, it is hard because he has to, he, he, he does want to stay over the top just in case he cuts outside because, you know, this could be a rubber out um, from the, you know, the, the point receiver. But... Um, he gets held a little bit too outside. Again, you, you want to see him just a split second sooner shuffle inside right here. Again, good angle to the upfield shoulder. Left hand wraps. Chops down on the ball. Again, you want to see it ideally punch throughs. Um, but chops down on the ball. But again, great catch. Like this is this is what he, this is what's happening to make a catch for his hole. Multiple times this game. So yeah, oh my God, he got beat for a first down, two plays or three plays, whatever. But look at the catches that he's forcing guys to make. Two more. Hall versus Parker, Fadokasi, Zuniga. Okay, so three guys here. Top of the screen. He eats up ground. He does. He, Hall doesn't let himself angle off either inside or outside. He he, you know, uh, releases this. Skip release. Outside. Hall doesn't overreact to the to the little bit of a of a stem inside. Stay square. Hands on. Runs with him. And again, now that he's pressing the stem, the drive phase has hands on and he's inside. Parker wants to cut inside, but now he's contact. He's to work through Hall. Hall uses that contact to feel the break. Inside arm slingshot. 
completely matches him. Great, you know. Uh, Fado Kasi Zuniga, he's the he's the wide one, loose one. Takes on the center. Just power. That's just a bull rush. Hands inside, and he's just too powerful. Oh, that is his sack. Okay, so again, bull rush. Flowers comes to assist. Kind of ricochets on back outside. Fadakasi does a good job of his eyes tracking the, the, the uh, quarterback. Gets a sack. Zuniga, this is the one player I talked about. Like he, he used the bull rush. Okay, no. So this guy ducks his head, and he uses a, he uses a club. Or chops, or no, not a club. He chops the arm. Good job chopping the, for, the, the, uh, the elbow. That's where you want to aim for your chop. And uh, he almost gets to the quarterback. You know, okay. It's a little bit of a positive play for Zuniga there. There we go. One more play of him. 54. Avery Williamson. I'm trying to like remember guys. Numbers by by guys who have worn them on the Jets. Um, Hall rep bottom QPD. Okay. So this is another good play from Q. Again, made a shit ton this game. Uh, Hall. Again, it's repetitive, but it's just like we can get into it. If I wasn't, I'm trying to go through it relatively fast, but a little bit too far off. I don't like the distance. Square, square, square. Ideally, again, you don't want to see him angle off his hips. You want to see him shuffle. Because if he were if he were to send me outside and you open up, he couldn't cut across your face. If he, especially if, it's, if he defeats that slingshot, that containment punch. So I, don't, I want to see him shuffle instead of open up as soon as he does. But he stays over the top, gets hands on. Fine job. Q, zero. Getting lined up in the in this A, attacks the other A, gap exchange. Hands on. And at this point, two guys block him. He knows he's not getting there. Sees the, sees the quick pass set. Sees Fitzpatrick loading up. Gets in the passing lane. Hands up, deflection. He balled out. Okay, I think I got like three more. I lied. Four more. Giedry. Javelon Giedry got a positive for me. He played this game. Decent amount of snaps. Was not brutalized. Undrafted free agent corner. He didn't play a preseason. Not a real camp. Positive to me. Got to be realistic. Uh, versus Parker. He's playing again. Devontae Parker right here. Um, let's see the rep. Again, like I'm fine with this. You don't, you don't, you don't have to have aggressive presses. You know, you just want to stay square. Um, I don't necessarily love backpedaling because you're kind of eliminating the point. But um, I let him maybe play off. Um, the problem is guys don't really take read steps as inside corners. You can't, you can't really do both. Um, but backpedal stays square. Parker stems outside. He opens up, goes to goes to press the stem or pressure the stem. And look where he is, right in, in Parker's hip. Now, Parker catches the, the back shoulder. Um, Gadry does a good job trying to punch, you know, not uh, punch through because he's, he's beat too much for that. But he catches the ball, and he tries, he tries to chop down at the elbows. Obviously, if, you're, if your hands are barely on the ball and you chop down at the elbows, you better have really strong grip on that, on that ball or it's going to pop out. Which, he chops down at the elbows, puts his hand in there, and now he can't really secure the ball to his body. Ball comes out, but apparently this is a catch in the NFL. 
like how they ruled this a catch, I have no idea. Did he make a football move? Catch, he tries to tuck. He takes one step and he drops the ball. It's a drop. I don't know how the hell they gave him that catch, but good job by Gadry. Uh, Lamar Jackson. I got two plays of him in here. So like the, some of these young DBs are, again, do you want Gadry Jackson, you know, as your starters? No, but if you're talking about depth guys on good teams, like they're showing enough for that, which is enough for me right now. You know, maybe they do end up as starters. You never know. Uh, I don't think so. If I bet on it, but Jackson versus Parker. Top. Again, off coverage. Um, if you are going to play off, I would see him take those read steps. So you take two, three steps, read the quarterback's drop. He would see the quarterback's drop. He would see him looking. Um Adam and he'd stay over and he'd be able to stay over the top a little bit more. Um, I don't like the leverage here either. You got cover one. Um, if anything, again, funnel them inside for mostly everything uh, with, with cover one, you do have a little bit more, uh, flexibility to play inside or outside. Um, but I like to see outside just to take those reads, those read steps. You can see them in your breath a little bit while you're reading the quarterback and it allows you to stay over the top versus verticals more, but again, stays relatively square, sees them standing outside, opens up with them stacks them ball is thrown and it's over their heads so good good job staying pretty square cutting off choking choking off the route and then the ball is overthrown because he can't get to it because you were physical with him um, during his drive phase you know like positive plays 37 two more plays left all right mm-hmm. jackson beat Okay, so bottom of the screen. Again, like he's beat here, but is it the word? Did he get burned? Um, again, you want to see the shuffles. You don't want to see him open up immediately, but he is able to get hands on. He's able to stay, you know, stack the route, get into his hip. Maybe not stack it. He gets into the hip. And what does Devontae Parker do? He uses a push by right hand onto the back as he's breaking, and it literally throws him by. He breaks back to the ball. He catches the ball. But if is, is, this, is this a call that a ref might see if the ref is looking at him and he sees his hand on his back, throw him forward, and then break back to the ball? Yeah, this is a play that could be called pass interference. So he got beat because of a potential pass interference, depending on the refs. You know, the worst play in the world? No, I don't think so. For Again, for an undrafted guy who is playing better than, my, than I expected. Again, I didn't watch his film, but I didn't think he was going to make the team. Um, so my very lazy analysis of him, I didn't think he was going to make it because he had, I heard he was limited athletically, but maybe if I watch this film, maybe I would have guessed it. I don't know. John Franklin Myers, 2i. Uh, Huff is the edge right here, the overhang. Huff. Again, threaten the arc, turn his hips into the left tackle. He's going to bull. Again, and when you're when you're rushing up the field like this, it gets him to open his hips up, um, gets him a little bit more off balance, and then if you explode through him, that's when you get really powerful bull rushers, and you see really good bull rushes. Lands his left arm inside, and literally, look how much he moves that left tackle. Speed to power right there gets gets the uh, I would call that a pressure right. John Franklin Myers, he he does this a lot. Aggressive step up fields, double swipe. I, I'm going to guess a rip after it. Double swipe. Sorry, not double swipe. 
like a one swipe throws the throws the elbow up to guard his chest rushes the b gap power 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 rushes towards him Thirty nine. OK. Good blitz design. That's my last play. A lot of moving parts in this one, I believe. Yeah. So these guys run like a TT. You have Q who lines up in the A right here, carries a center, carries a center, carries a center. Now you have um, you have Basham, who's really trying to carry the guard. He's trying to hold up the center. He's trying to carry the guard into the center, crash down the center while the guard is, is, is picking him up while Hewitt is going to loop through the B gap. That's exactly what the design is. He holds up the center. He crashes down into him. Hewitt loops around. Free shot. Boom. Big hit on Fitz. Good blitz design. Okay, and that is it. Um, the rest of it, uh, special teams, um, Castillo, one for two. He missed like a 30-something yard field goal, whatever it was. Not good for him, but overall, I, feel, I still think he's been better than Ficken. Man, six punts, 286 yards, two in a 20, long of 58. Um, he punted to the sideline, I believe, twice in this game, like right on the sideline. Perfect. Um, and then he pinned one. That was it landed like the Jets like five and like almost like rolled more into the end zone where if a Jets guy was able to cover, um, it would have been down like the, the three, two, you know, the one, two, three yard line, but the Jets didn't cover. So I thought man played really, really well this game. Jets versus Raiders. <coughs> Again, not going over the roster and stuff like that. Not not this year. Uh, maybe in the future shows where the shows will go from three to four or five hours, which would be crazy, but you never know. Jets injuries, I think Elfline and Fant are questionable, but it seems like they both, they both might play. So completely healthy Jets team for the most part. Lewis is out with seeming personal reasons. A lot of people came out and said, oh, he called Gase out, said I'm gonna, I, I should have followed Jamal Adams or whatever. Him and Gase got into it, but apparently it's just uh, he's going through some things. So he's taking a leave from the, from the team, which again, is completely different. Maybe they were combined where he had some mental issues and yelled at Gase and whatever. And he admitted, okay, I'm effed up, you know, whatever, maybe I'm not going to assume anything, but um, he'll, he'll be out. So it'll probably be Elfline, but hopefully he's healthy. If not, then it's, then it's Clark. I'd rather see Clark than Elfline anyway, because Elfline's not going to be here for a big role um, extended to the future. So how to win. Don't pick them last week. Uh, I picked the Dolphins. They won 23 against the Jets. I picked the Cardinals. They lost 20 to 17 in the Patriots. I picked the Vikings. They beat the, the Panthers 28 to 27. I picked the freaking Colts. And I should have looked at the injury report because if Buckner was out, I would have taken the, if I knew he was out, I would have taken a goddamn Titans. Titans won 20, uh, 45 to 26, blew them out. Um, nine and one. I took the nine and one Chiefs at the seven and four Bucks. The, the Chiefs won 27 to 24. It really wasn't that close. Bucks came a little bit back at the end. And then uh, I took the the Steelers um, against the Ravens. I picked the Steelers and my DraftKings to win by five and a half. And of course, did uh, so just to quickly with my betting, like f for the most part, whatever I did okay this week. I bet on the I bet on the 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 line was like six or six and a half with the with the uh Seahawks, but I put that up, I bumped it up to minus seven. Last drive of the Seahawks, or the second to last drive, I guess, because of the last one they didn't, they kneel it down. DK Metcalf in the end zone drops a touchdown, like a touchdown he usually catches. Okay, they get the ball back. 
Eagles just can't get eight points. That's all I need is to, is to them to not get eight points. If they get seven, it's a wash. The bet's wiped out. Whatever. I cannot let them get a touchdown. And you know, and then if they get if they get a touchdown, just kick the extra point. Fine, whatever. I I don't lose my money. I just I just get it back. The fifty, whatever. I bet. Freaking! They throw up a, a a bomb to in the end zone. It gets tipped. Richard Rogers catches it with one freaking hand. They're lining up for two points. I'm like, holy shit! Okay, well, at least it's like all or nothing now. They don't get it. I win the money. If they get it, I, I lose. They get the freaking the, the freaking two point conversion. Steelers game. Um, and in that game, by the way, I bet on Metcalf getting over 70 yards of receiving. He got like 130 or whatever it was. So good on me for that. But they screwed me at the end. Steelers. I put them at five and a half. They let up a touchdown on the last drive to the Ravens. And with that, I think I had Deont- Washington, whatever his name is, over 58 receiving yards. He had like 46 on the last drive, or one of the last drives. I think it was the second to last drive for the Steelers. They throw it to him for a first down. It would have been like a 13-yard catch. Ball's right in his breadbasket. He drops it. So that would have both got me the five, the minus five and a half and the receiving yards I needed for Deontay Johnson. Is it Deontay Washington or Deontay Johnson? Whatever the hell their, their, their number one is. I forget his name. It's not, not Juju. Not uh, Deontay Johnson, I believe his name is. They actually target him more than Juju and, and Claypool. So I, I bet on him to get that. Would have both iced the, iced the game for me and got that receiving yards. They freaking blew it too. So two backdoor covers completely F me this week. But moving on to the pickums, the rest of the pickums. Uh, this week, oh, I didn't even pick the score. Uh, Raiders at Jets. I'm saying Raiders. I'm saying 28. Uh, doesn't really matter because I'm not doing like any over unders. You know, this game I did pick the Jets plus eight and a half just because whatever. Um, and the under of 50, even though I, I think I flexed that. It was like a 46. Uh, Raiders 28. Jets. Uh, 16. 28-16. Um, the Jets are going to get three field goals and a touchdown. Uh, the next game, the 8-3 and three Browns at the 8-3 and three Titans. Um, I'm going to take the Titans. I know they have an injury or two. Like I know a Dory Jackson, somebody else is out, but the Browns are at 8-3, but they're minus like 30 points in the point differential, which I think point differential is bigger than records. Because records, you get lucky. But um, they're actually being outscored this year, the Browns. So they're, they're, it's, like, it's like that fantasy football team, which I have a couple of. Like, let's say you have like 1,500 points and you're in third place and there's a guy who's like 1,100 points and he's in first place and you know his team's not as good as yours. It's kind of like that deal. Like, that's what the Browns are. Um, so I'm taking the Titans. I think they're getting into their stride. Derrick Henry is always a monster at the end of the year. So I'm taking them. The 7-4 Colts at the 4-7 and seven Texans. I changed this pick initially. I picked the Texans, but I'm taking the Colts because I think they get Buckner back, and I think their defense is just really good. So I'm taking the Colts. Uh, the 4-7 and seven Lions at the 5-6 and six Bears. Uh, Lions are inconsistent. Bears suck. I'm taking the Lions on the road um, to win that game. The next game, the 7-4 Rams at the 6-5 and five Cardinals. Huge divisional game. Uh, Jared Goff to me struggles a little bit when he gets pressured. The Cardinals like the pressure. I'm taking the Cardinals at home. Uh, the five and six Pats at the three and eight Chargers. I'm taking the Pats. Uh, better coaching. Again, uh, next game, the last game, the eight and three Bills at the five and six 49ers. 49ers are getting a little bit back on to uh, playing better. They just beat the Rams. Was that last week, right? It's like black shit off my hands. I don't know the hell it's from. Uh, I'm taking the Bills. So to recap, I'm taking the Raiders over the Jets. I'm taking the Titans over the Browns. I'm taking the Colts over the Texans, the Lions over the Bears. 
the Cardinals over the Rams, the Pats over the Chargers, and the Bills over the 49ers to just give the quick standings. Again, before I finish, Monday night, 6 o'clock, live stream, call in, comment on YouTube. We'll answer your questions. Uh, ask us anything. It should be fun. They're always, they're always fun trying to build that up. It's only like our fourth one or whatever, but trying to build up that channel a little bit. Um, and I enjoy legitimately interacting with people who I don't usually. I, I talk to a screen for three hours. Um, that's what I do, but I like the once a month things. We'll get Marcus Coleman back on soon. But the standings, we have a tie at first place with Kyle and Danny at 45 and 19. Um, we have Matt in third place at 40 and 24. Myself and Marcus tied at, in fourth place at 39 and 25. We have Vinny in sixth place at 37 and 27. We have Rob in seventh place at 34 and 30. And we have Tom in last place at a dead even 32 and 32. Appreciate everybody for listening. Um, I'll see you on Monday for the live stream. Um, enjoy your weekend and make sure to pop in for that.